Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We got an excellent connection. Hey. All right, StreamYard, we see y'all. I don't even look washed out, so that's perfect. But I hope you guys are doing good, man. It's been a long week. The weather is changing again. We had a bunch of snow today, just a little bit, wasn't too crazy. So I just been, you know what I mean, hanging in there. I went to the gym. I worked out with two of my homegirls. It was a lot, <laughs> but I survived. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm doing this stream so late because I just got out the gym like two hours ago. But um, thank y'all. Y'all like the white? Hope you guys are doing good. It's a lot to talk about. I hope y'all uh, like the Hurricane Chris interview. Thank you guys for all the positive feedback on it. Um, I appreciate it. I have a definitely a different interviewing style. You will not have me interviewing people, asking them how big their peens are or what they doing bad or who they're smashing. I don't care about any of that. And I think at this point, interviews in the hip hop space, it's a lost art. It's so much unprofessionalism. It's it's disgusting. So I'm glad that, you know, with me doing interviews or whatever, I try and show a different side of artists that you wouldn't even expect. You wouldn't even expect Hurricane Chris to be like that woke, that aware, you know, to just have such positive energy. So I'm glad I was able to like show that, you know, he's going through some stuff right now. You know, his trial is coming up. So good luck to him on all of that. But I do thank him for coming to my show and supporting me. He is a tea sipper. A lot of secret tea sippers out here that y'all didn't know about. Um, so yeah, no, I had a, I had a good time. I don't know if I'm gonna. Hey, I don't know if I'm gonna be posting any more interviews. I'm I'm still going through. It's still a lot of footage to go through, and at this point, I'm basically over it. So. You know, if I post something sporadically, I will. If not, I just I just won't. But um, because it's just it's a lot. Like I was left holding the editing bag and I'm over it because I have so many other things I have to do, you know, that's more relevant. Um, because this all took place back in June. Hold on, my space heater came on. But um, yeah, I'm glad y'all have been patient, child. Yeah, I said Lovely Joe. Lovely Joe be interviewing crazy, asking questions. I haven't watched Lovely Joe in a while. I only check for Lovely Joe when he's viral for some fuckery. Other than that, um, I stopped watching Lovely Joe and the rest of the cohorts. But <laughs> it's a lot going on here in the um, in the conservative movement. Um, the girls are fighting. And honestly, I'm here for all this white on white crime. Okay, I have been having a wonderful week sitting back, sipping tea and watching, you know. What the hell? I hate when audio just pops on that scared the hell out of me. I'm like, whose voice is that? Sorry about that, y'all. I don't know why that just popped on like that. But um, child, that scared the hell out of me. I'm like, what white man just walked in my house? Woo! <laughs> about to give me a heart attack. Like, what the hell? White folks are coming in my house. I'm just playing. But um, they have been over here at it. They're beefing. 
Now, let me say this. I watch a little bit of everybody. Y'all know that. I'm not the type. Um, I like to, I like to, you know, when it comes to news, finance, politics, stuff like that, I like to watch everyone. I'm not really into like the whole celebrity gossip sphere because that's what I do. So I'm not going to be watching people who are hitting on the same topics I hit on because I'm not trying to sound like nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So unless it's a topic that I'm not going to cover, then I'll watch it. Like I know I'm not going to cover anything concerning, you know, certain people. So then I'll, you know, I'll watch people do commentary on it. But if it's stuff I'm going to cover, I'm not going to watch somebody do commentary on it because I don't want to subconsciously sound like them. So I try to watch a lot of different people. Um, and so a lot of these people I've watched off and on over the years, I don't agree with everything they say. But again, I, I don't get in my feelings over little shit. You know, even if I don't agree, I just don't agree. I move on. You know, I'll catch them in the next video. I'm not about to be like, oh, they're canceled because they don't agree with my ideology. That's dumb. So Steven Crowder, I haven't watched him in years. Like I remember I used to watch him off and on. I would say when he was really popular, like around like the 2016, 2017, then he ended up getting demonetized. It was a bunch of drama. So I've watched him off and on throughout the years. Daily Wire. I've had my issues with them, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But there are certain people on Daily Wire that I will check out every now and then if they come up on my feed, like Matt Walsh. I'll check out some of his stuff. Um, I used to kind of watch some of Candace's stuff. I've kind of fallen back from her, and I've also noticed her views have dropped because she keeps trying to do this celebrity news, and nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about your celebrity news. One, most of her information is inaccurate, especially when she talks about Black celebrities, it always comes from like a really shady ass standpoint. You know, it's always like down talking, extra shade, you know, finger wagging. So I don't like when she talks about celebrity news, especially black celebrity news. And I feel like at this point, she's scraping the bottom of the barrel because I was running across her channel the other day, you know, in regards to all the Steven Crowder stuff. And she was doing videos on Nick Avocado and Britney Spears. It's like, where's your political shit? Where's the stuff that makes you think? You know, the same stuff that you talk shit about Cardi B and other people, you know, they, they're talking about stupid stuff. They're rapping about this. But it's like, that's all she's covering now. She's not even covering stuff that makes you think. She's not even covering deep topics anymore. Yeah, pick me energy. Thank you, Shinit. So I kind of tuned out. Now, when she gets on her political bag or when she's talking about shit that really affects you know, real world people, then I'll check for it. But, you know, I've noticed that her views have dropped a lot because people are tired. Even her white commenters are like, why are you talking about this? If we want to learn about Britney Spears, we'll watch Sloan. We don't want to hear your take on Britney or on Nick Avocado. So, um, so yeah, she was, honey, she's involved in all this fuckery. Her hood black side came out. Can't, I've never seen Candace cuss so much. I was like, oh my, no. I had to grab my, you know what I'm saying? My, my invisible pearls. I said, not Candace cussing and carrying on like a hood rat. You know, as much as she likes to talk about black folks, I, I was shocked. I said, not Candace all extra angry and ready to fight Steven Crowder, honey. So I thought that was funny. I just, I, I, I it, it tickled my fancy because I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Here comes a little black girl side, huh? So now you're not so prim and proper, huh? Oh, okay. So Candace can get a little bit hood. Oh, that jersey came out. 
child anyways so she's involved in it um i watch anthony brian logan his take and i like abl he's a tea sipper um i when he's live i try and catch him he has a very dry sense of humor but he he did a stream the other day going in on joe biden because i guess old man joe was trying to cancel gas stoves honey and he was like hold on I know they're not trying to cancel gas stoves and you got Jill Biden cooking on the gas stove. She's over here cooking spinach. I don't see no seasoning. He had me dying. He had me cracking up in that stream. I had left the comment, but he has a whole different audience. You know, the, he has like a lot of white male conservatives who call into his show, but he's been doing his thing, you know, for a long time on YouTube. So, you know, shout out to ABL. So I liked his take on it, but I noticed a lot of his fans was mad at him, throwing shade. Like, it's a lot of Crowder fanboys. That is what I did peep this week. A lot of Crowder fanboys. So they was, you know, they was kind of going at Anthony, but Anthony was standing on his square like, nah, Crowder's wrong, this and that. So it's just, it's been a lot of, um. you said your husband, Samantha, says my husband loves ABL. Yeah, I like ABL. He's cool. He's a, he's a cool brother, positive. You don't have to agree with everything, you know, you know, he does and says, but I try and give everybody a fair chance. No, I'm not a Republican idiot. Um, I can watch everybody. I don't care if you're Republican, Democratic, conservative, whatever. I watch everyone. I don't do groups, okay? I'm me, find me. I don't do groups. I don't do, you know what I mean? Uh, fraternities, none of that shit. I'm T, okay? I hate when y'all ask that. So anyways, um, if I was on here talking about CNN, would y'all be, are you a Democrat? No, okay? So we're going to get into what Crowder did, Ray. Give me just a second. So, you know, I've just been sipping all this tea because they've been going back and forth. So now what happened is this, okay? Steven Crowder. Now, if y'all can explain, some of y'all who follow him, because I'm not a Steven Crowder fangirl. He said he's going independent, okay? Now, y'all know a lot of the stuff we do on here, people like me, people like ABL, we don't have no corporate backing, Okay. Nobody runs lovely tea. I do everything. Now I have some people that I do pay to do certain things like little tasks for me, like people who check emails, people who help out with discord, you know what I'm saying? And they're on payroll. I have my girl who runs my social media because I, I can't do it. I don't have time for Instagram and Twitter. I'm too busy researching, creating content. I'm doing deep dives. I'm doing the true crime. So my focus has to be on research and editing. I eventually want to, you know, fall back on the editing, but it's very hard for me to like give up editing because I like to tell the stories that are in my mind and the things that I see, it's hard for me to give that to somebody else, but eventually I'm going to have to, because it takes up a, a large part of my, my days. Um, so Steven Crowder announced that, Oh, she's from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, I thought she was from New Jersey, child. Okay, Candace is from Connecticut. So that Bridgeport, honey, they got some hood areas. That Bridgeport came out of Candace. But um, so Steven Crowder announced earlier in the month, I guess, that he was going independent. He was leaving the blaze. If y'all can write why he left the blaze, please do. I do not know why he left the blaze. The Blaze is owned by Glenn Beck and, you know, all them people. I remember Tommy Lauren. She annoyed me. She was on there for a while. So he had been working with The Blaze. He decides to go independent. Then all of a sudden, um, yeah, editors do not get the credit they deserve. Thank you, Flossmore. Yes. My Master P deep dive, my two-part deep dive was over eight hours. 
just what you guys saw. No, over six hours, excuse me. So imagine how long it took me to edit. People don't understand, man. Editing takes a lot of work. But anyways, um, he comes out. He says he's trying to be independent. He's leaving the blaze. He's going to run his own channel. So everybody was like, okay, cool. You know, kudos to you. And, you know, nobody thought nothing of it. Then all of a sudden he came out blasting a corporation and he didn't want to say the name initially. And he was saying that he was trying to save the youth. Think about the children. It's all about the children. You know, I don't want the youth to get scammed by these media conglomerates. Well, who are these media conglomerates? He didn't want to say, but everybody was able to put two and two together. So I'm going to play y'all these different clips. Um, we're going to start with Steven Crowder, his clip here, because then it, it, this has been like a whole two week saga. So he claims that he has all this beef with corporations um, doing things with big tech and that he wants to look out for the little people. You know, he wants to think of the children and the youth. So I'm, I'm just going to play you these different clips. Then him and Candace got into it because she felt like he was throwing shots at Daily Wire Jeremy Boring came out and honey did a whole hour video with the breakdown of the contract. We'll get into that in, in just a bit. Give me just a second. So let me share my screen here. Hold on. Okay, so this was the first video. Just a snippet. Big tech is in bed with big con. The people you thought, the people I thought were fighting for you, a lot of it has been a big con. Now, I'm specifically avoiding naming names or going after individuals uh, in this video because I genuinely hope that those I'm addressing, and you know who you are, have a change of heart. Don't sign, don't sign these contracts. I, know, I now know what you are signing out there. I have the luxury of not having to. You know, let me go through this. If any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that Crowder cannot be monetized on such platform, the fee will be reduced by 25%. And then another 20% of it happens on Apple. And then another 10% of it happens on Facebook. And then another 10% of it happens on Spotify. And then if, you get a, then if you get a strike, meaning a suspension, another 20%. Just to drive it home. You get hit by a car, you have a sick day, you could lose $100,000 a day. This is what's sent out to everybody. Big tech is in bed with big Okay, so y'all heard that. So... He's he at this point, he's not mentioning the Daily Wire. Everybody's able to put two and two together that he is talking about the Daily Wire. They come out trying to defend themselves. Jeremy Bourne has the contract. He's going line by line. But one of the things that was mysteriously missing when he first was doing this whole rant and rave was the fact that he was offered $50 million. OK, $50 million. Us black folks can only dream that anybody would offer us that type of money, okay? You might get $5,000, but ain't nobody offering my black ass $50 million. But that aside, so they go through the contract. They're saying he was offered $50 million. You know, if you're demonetized, if you can't make the videos, we can't pay you for work that's not done. So they're going with this back and forth. And then let me play the, the part where Candace comes in. Because then he also goes on to Tim Pool. Child, this has been like a, a whole, I have been here for all this. The girls are fighting. The conservatives are upset, honey. 
I'm here for all this fuck shit. Share this tab. Okay, now this is Candace going off. Now, Candace is mad because she feels like, you know, once everybody, you know, people are smart. We put two and two together that Steven Crowder was talking about the Daily Wire. Well, Candace, you know, she works for them along with Matt Walsh and other people. And so they came out to defend, you know, their their job, their corporation. So this is what Candace had to say. At the end of the day, I think what happened, this is my completely my opinion, by the way. So I'm not blinking twice. I'm not under duress. Is that Stephen Crowder became a free agent and he's feeling a little vulnerable right now. Right. He's used to working for other organizations. He has some guaranteed pay. And he thought that Daily Wire were actually going to meet him at one hundred and twenty million dollars. They didn't. They declined. And he's still feeling a little shaky on that. It's it's scary to go out on your own. I thought about it. I thought I'm going going out on my own. It's a lot of work. Maybe down the line I will. But it's a scary thing to go out, to step out on your own and say, I'm going to do this thing completely by myself. As Jeremy pointed out, Stephen's not done that before. Right. And so to do this, he pulled a move in which he was going to try to take a bunch of people that were subscribed to the Daily Wire and start his own company. So essentially saying, I'm the hero. I'm the martyr. Follow me. because Hold on. Are y'all seeing Candace on the screen or y'all seeing Steven Crowder? Hold on. I want to make sure. What screen are y'all seeing? Do y'all see? Hold on. Okay. Sorry. My screen was different. All right. Sorry about that. It had, it was showing me Steven Crowder. Okay. Let me finish. Sorry about that. I'm not like those guys. And then he was going to start his own shop and that's what he's trying to do. And some people fell for it and said, I'm with you to the end. I'm, I'm, I'm mug club till I die. And didn't understand that really nothing happened here other than nobody wanted to pay Steven Crowder $120 million. So he turned to his viewers who he thinks are stupid, stupid enough at least not to understand how business negotiations work, right? Like this is like normal. You kick it back and forth and they were going to make up for his loss. So people that are upset by his video, the million of millions of people who watched it are now going to give him a dollar, whatever it, it costs to be in the mug club. And they're going to become the $120 million that he feels that he deserves. First of all, I'm going to say this unrelatable, unrelatable. People are trying to pay for bacon and eggs right now at the grocery store, trying to buy a steak once a week. And you're over here crying because somebody couldn't meet you at $120 million. And it is crying. I don't like it. It was a total bitch move. There are plenty of things that happen across all organizations in the conservative movement where I will say that I empathize and with Steven Crowder and saying that sometimes you feel like a cynic, which is like, is everybody selling out? Are people doing this? People doing that? There are a lot of things that Daily Wire has done that I disagree with. There's a lot of things that Turning Point has done that I disagree with. Uh, there are things perhaps that PragerU has done that I disagree with. I have worked with all of these companies, right? But to do a total bitch move and go out to the public rather than trying to resolve these things and these in these slight differences behind the scenes and to make it seem like you're the hero and you're the true one and you keep it authentic when something really nothing happened other than you didn't like an initial term sheet and all you had to do was tell them that and tell them what you didn't like and go back and forth with lawyers like everybody else. I think it's crappy. I think it's I, I think Steven is a, a little egocentric. He probably will do better on his own. I don't think he knows how to plan a team. And by the way, the last thing I'm going to say, because I'm going on Tim Pool tonight, so I'm going to say it anyways later, is that I'm pretty sure, wasn't it Steven Crowder who also screwed over somebody he used to work with? Was it not Gay Jared because he had him tied up in a contract? Wasn't that Steven Crowder who did that? So is he supposed to be the moral high bar? Are we not supposed to call him out for that? Here, here's the thing. Steven, why don't you release not gay Jared from his NDA and allow him to talk about how he felt he was treated by you? Because I know that at the blaze, everyone says that you're actually not that nice. You treat people poorly, but you bring in so much revenue that everybody just has to take it. So I don't like it. It stinks to high heaven. 
And I'm calling you out on that because I think it's, it was crappy that you threw mud on me. Did it the first time via a tweet a long time ago. You're not doing it a second time. Total bitch move. All right, honey. Let me come back on the screen. Y'all just saw Candace being hood as hell, calling this grown man all types of bitches, saying he had, you know, total bitch move. You know, but I like the part that she did bring up not gay Jared. Child, not gay Jared used to be on Stephen Crowder's show back in the day. All of a sudden, I don't know if he's, you know, I'm not gay no more. He left, child. Not gay Jared left the show. Not gay Jared said he's under NDA. He cannot talk, okay? <laughs> See, y'all be thinking like all the ratchet stuff is only on the left. Child, if you follow some of the right people, they be all types of little tea there too. That's what I'm telling you. I follow everybody. I want to know what the hell's going on on both sides, okay? I sip all the damn tea. Mm. So now, <laughs> yes, that Bridgeport came out of her, okay? That was a bitch move. I was like, ah, ah, not her cursing. Think about the children, Candace. What about their sensitive ears? Okay, so she went in. And so then she ends up going on Tim Pool. And, you know, she had more to say on Tim Pool. Um, let me see here. Let me, yeah, let me play this part here with Tim Pool. I'm gonna play y'all a bunch of little clips. So y'all just, y'all keep following along. We ain't got nothing else to do tonight. We gonna sip on this tea. Okay, so here she is on uh, Tim Pool's show on YouTube. Well, LOL to anyone who thinks that Steven Crowder is not doing this to make money. Like, I mean, I just have to outwardly laugh. He's he's the person in in a disguise. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? He's he's like, I'm not. I'm here because I'm I care about all of you. That's why I'm recording my friend and doing this crappy thing where I literally could have just said no, I don't like those terms, and then said to everybody, I'm starting my own outfit. Fair. You walk away all the time. You have to go. You, you, I have walked away. You know, I had an offer from the blaze. It didn't work for me. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. need to piece apart the, the contract. You know, it, it, I love those guys. I think Tyler is, is amazing. I mean, this is what I'm saying. People need to stop thinking that he is some knight in shining armor. He's not. He's not a knight in shining armor. And if you can't see that, watch this video because I think his acting is never more apparent. Even the titles. I didn't want to do this. Oh, really? Then why the hell did you record him? What, what were you doing that for? Did you think you were going to go to Fair court? points. Did you think you were going to go to court? Because that's the only reason you record someone. You'd be like, I don't trust my ex-fucking wife. Pardon my language, okay? I don't trust my ex-wife, so I'm going to record this phone call for safety, right? You record it because you're nervous that there's going to be a court hearing or the police are going to find out and you've got to back up what you said, okay? Why are you recording your friend if not because you think it's going to go to court? Oh, because you think it's going to go to public and you're doing it intentionally because you know you're about to start a war. People, please use your common sense. I am not even it's not even because I work for Daily Wire. It is because he personally is he's lying and he insulted me. And during his, his lying campaign, he's still lying. He even said something in this video where he's like, now they're sending out there. No, no, no. You took if, if you're going to aim and you're going to hit somebody with shrapnel, and it's going to be me. You better aim correctly because I don't like shit like this. OK, I have been quiet. I know Stephen Crowder treats people like tr like absolute trash. It's a known thing in the conservative movement. Ask anybody that works at the blaze. Any person's ever had a show on the blaze. How Stephen Crowder treats people. By the way, you want to talk about contract negotiations. Why doesn't somebody reach out to not gay Jared? Right. Who used to be with Stephen Crowder and figure out why he can't speak. Why isn't Stephen Crowder released not gay Jared from his NDA? I don't like shit like this is all I'm saying. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, y'all busy worried about this hip hop beef. Shit, this conservative beef ain't no joke. She was like, how about you release not gay Jared from his contract, from his NDA? Child, when I tell you. 
These folks have been beefing for the past week and a half. And my ass been sitting here just sipping slow, enjoying the damn shit show. I'm here for all this fuck shit, okay? Um, Because it just shows you that they're just regular people. They try and act like they're above reproach sometimes. And, oh, and I'm so perfect. And I don't curse. And I don't listen to rap. And I don't do this and that shit. The, uh, the the way that you can see the real ugly side of people is once money's involved. Once money is involved, you will see the ugly side of people. Steven Crowd out here recording whole conversations. Now, Jeremy was supposed to be his friend for years. He done got Jeremy on the phone lying, asking him, well, how are the kids doing? What you get the kids for Christmas? What y'all going to do this winter? You know, just normal conversation. Only then to start talking about the contract and record him because he knew he was going to blast him in the future. All these folks are shady. Y'all are just as shady as the damn thugs and, and, and people that y'all try and talk about. But y'all have a corporate thuggish mentality. That's the difference. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't have street mentalities. Y'all have this corporate tech mentality where y'all will throw each other under the bus. So after that, uh, Stephen then goes on to, okay, Oh, God. Ben Shapiro also has something to say, child. Let me go ahead and play Ben Shapiro. Okay, we're going to listen to his rant. He talks, I don't know what it is. Everybody on Daily Wire be talking fast as hell. Ben Shapiro, Candace, they all talk very fast. Here goes Ben, honey. All right, we're going to listen to what he got to say. October 5th is when we sent him this term sheet offering him $50 million over four years plus a two-year extension for 25 mil. You know, basketball player type money. On November 2nd, Stephen called up Jeremy and said, I want $30 million a year and a bunch of changes to the term sheet. I'm not going to redline the term sheet. I'm not going to edit the term sheet. I just want you to send me a brand new offer. On November 6th, four days later, remember, this is after he's already sounded off. He's got the term sheet. He's had it for a month. November 6th was election night. You'll recall, if you're a Daily Wire fan, Stephen Crowder appeared on our election night coverage. Everything was very friendly. Everything was very chummy. Everything was great. November 14th or thereabouts, we decided that we couldn't meet his demands, that his demands were not rational in business terms, that he wanted too much money and all the rest of it. So we let him know, you know, no hard feelings. We're still friends, just like we do in every contract negotiation. As Tim Poole said on his show last night, you know, we've had contract negotiations with Tim and we disagreed and we went our separate ways and we still liked him. Tim still likes us and all the rest. Okay. So November 14th or thereabouts, we told Stephen that we couldn't meet his demands. Fast forward another month, December 12th, he registered the site Stop Big Con. Hey, that's when he registered it. Remember, October 5th is when he received the terms. November 14th is when we said we could not meet his demands. December 12th is when he registered Stop Big Con because he knew that three days later, he was going to be announcing that he was leaving the blaze. He needed a plan and attacking us was the plan. December 15th, he announced he was leaving the blaze. A month after that, he texted Jeremy in friendly fashion to ask if they could talk. On January 9th, he called Jeremy and proceeded to tape him without permission, without Jeremy's knowledge. He proceeded to tape a person who was supposedly his friend. And remember, this is all based on the passion of the upset that he had over a term sheet that was submitted to him on October 5th. It is a month. It's actually 36 days after. So 30, January 17th is when he launches Stop Big Con. So just to get this straight, just to get the timeline straight because this is what we would call a premeditated move in an attempt to grow your email list. This means 104 days elapsed between when Steven Crowder received the term sheet that we submitted to him 
and when he launched Stop Big Con. 104 days. Okay. So that was Ben Shapiro with his high-pitched, fast-talking self. And, you know, basically you're seeing a lot of this was premeditated with Steven Crowder. But we're going to get into all this. I got a few more clips to play, y'all, because I want y'all to get the full context here. So now I'm going to play y'all the clips of Steven Crowder on a Tim show. So give me just a second. There's two clips I want to play from Tim's show. Okay. All right. So we're going to watch this. I'm I'm on your side on this one. Everybody can know my bias. The reason that really bothered me is because I run a company. I know how much money we make. And there are people who assume that revenue equals money in your pocket profit. And it's like, no, 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 no. If they're giving them $50 million, it sounds so wonderful. They're assuming you're dumb. They're, they're treating the audience like they're dumb. Again, well, no, no, no. a lot of people don't no, but he, no, but don't here's understand the thing. this. People don't understand because they're assuming that you won't go and do research. Look, $50 million basketball money versus $12 million. If If uh, let's say Marvel says, I don't know, the new Thor movie is $200 million. Is that Hemsworth's salary? It's that simple of an analogy. Yeah. But the issue here, and I'll let Joe kind of talk about that more. The, the issue here is like, I think that these people at Daily Wire, they've said that they're very business savvy. They're running a business. So are they very business savvy? Um, and no, are they dumb and don't know that $12.5 million a year for an entire production house is what we're actually looking at? Or are they lying when they say it's basketball money and $50 million salary? I think Candace Owens at one point got up to like 140 or something. On the, I don't, I don't so really, you said you wanted $30 right. million a year or 140 And the million. only reason people, people know that's not true, and you've seen the transcript, you ever see me once say, hey, it's about more money? There was never an offer sent after I said, look, it's a non-starter. If you don't change these these terms, and please tell me that you're not doing this with other yeah. people, there was never anything after that. Where it was, of course, the non-starter is I'm not gonna, I can't do five live reads because we do can, commercials. Let I me, can't let me, let me, I just want to ask one specific yeah. question because a lot of people are bringing this up and they're accusing you guys of only exposing them after they turned down your counter offer. I don't, is that true, or can you add more information to that? Yeah, I don't know why they're saying the timeline that he kind of gave was completely inaccurate. Yeah, there was never um, there was never any counter offer from us. What Steven said was basically, look, guys, these are the terms that we have a problem with. Right. And if this I don't care what the contract says dollar wise, if these terms are in there, that's bad. And you need to start again. This right. has to be pulled out. So there was no counter offer because I'm seeing a lot, a lot of you guys say there was the agent, guys- the agent. I think my agent, the first they sent this term sheet. The agent said, well, if you're talking about 100 percent ownership, by the way, in perpetuity forever, meaning and it's a six year contract with no option to negotiate. They have an option to extend for two years, six years, locked in at that rate. And again, right, how do you penalize someone <laughs> for money that they don't make? They're not gonna lose money on you being demonetized. Now I get that I'm a special situation, but they said this is demanded of everybody. The big con issue is something that I've been running up against and everyone in this industry knows for many, many years. They just were arrogant enough to out themselves and to put it in writing and to say, we know how to run this business. We figured it out. You don't know what you're talking about. And of course, you know, after that, uh, um, another last straw was, you know, then going and trying to take some, take our, our our social media director. And I only showed you that email because he's willing for me to show you. Like we have our people poached all the time. When you have your ideas stolen and they put more money behind it, not just mine. When you build someone up and someone else comes in and says, hey, we'll offer you more money. They use them for six months and burn them out. I'm sure that's an accident. I'm sure the people at the top of Daily Wire didn't know when they reached out to someone who was not looking for a job, who loudly and proudly advertises himself as social media director for Ladder with Crowder. But I could tell you 
that on that phone call, they said, we have an entire social media department. Right? I said, I have one guy, Gary, and he's awesome. A few days later. I do want to dedicate what? more time. Did Gary join Daily Wire? Well, let me, no, I, no. Okay. So now let me go ahead and show you guys the last Tim Pool. Uh, this is the last clip here. Let me find it. Make sure I have it. Okay, so now in this clip, he's talking about how the Daily Wire is buying views. Now, remember, I talked about this, not about Daily Wire, but, you know, rappers, how, <clears throat> how a lot of them are faking their streams. You know, when they release music videos, you can go to their YouTube channel um, when they release those videos. It was some rapper that recently did it. I cannot think of his name. I talked about it a few streams ago. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting older. Brain fog like shit be at the top of my brain and then I just can't think. Um, but y'all can write who the rapper is. Remember, he dropped his video and when everybody went to the video, it was a bunch of bots talking. They're like, hey, what are you wearing today? What's for lunch? Hey, you want to go fishing? What does this have to do with a hardcore rap video? Who was the rapper? Was it Little Uzi? Don Tolliver. Nope, it was Don Tolliver. Uh, thank you, Sade. It was Don Tolliver because everybody was dragging him. French Montana was caught a few years ago. So the same thing that these rappers are using to boost their streams, like J. Cole talked about, well, now Steven Crowder's messy ass is spilling the tea, saying that Daily Wire and these big conglomerates are doing the same thing. Okay, so it, it's so frustrating for somebody like me who just, I don't have a corporate backing. I just, when I go live, today we got 7,000 people in the house. I'm grateful for that. Some days we have 15,000 people in the house, but I'm not about to sit here and buy bots and views and all that stuff for what? For what? Like all this scammy shit is just so frustrating because it's like the people who are working hard and just trying to, you know, make a living and do things for themselves. We have to go against these corporate giants who have you know, $50 million to pass around in ad revenue and, you know, in fake bots and stuff like that. So let me go ahead and play you guys this last one here of him blasting the Daily Wire. Seats provided. You market your, your 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 channel, right? I think we probably have some ads running right now, like Spotify, like, yeah, hey, if you like course. this show, tune on Spotify. Yeah. Um, but there's a big difference. We know that there's a huge problem in our industry of pay-to-play. Now, you can do that. That's fine if you want to grow your numbers. But what, the, what, what is that? What is so pay-to-play mean? means that you can buy views, right? You can pay-to-play. You can run your video as a pre-roll ad, and people see mm -hmm. that number. But really, a lot of them are 14-second views, 8-second views, but it still clicks that counter. The closest apples to apples comparison that you could do right now is you could go out and take like, let's say not this controversy because there's cross pollination, but Benjamin is a huge show. Of course he is. But go take some videos there right now that have a million plays. Go month after month. Take a bunch of them. Look at the likes. Look at the comments. Take videos from my channel. It's a comparable place. Take them with 800,000, 600,000 plays because we've converted them a lot to rumble. Look at the likes. Look at the comments. It's startling because it's a lot easier to buy plays than it is to buy likes and comments. That's not a problem. Wait, wait, are you saying that the Daily Wire is buying views for their content? I'm saying that they run the videos. This happens not just Daily Wire, to be clear. It's not BigCon is designed because it's the entire industry. And what happens is, yes, these views get inflated. There's nothing wrong with running ads to increase the video count. The problem is this. When, you, when that is used to then go out and set sponsorship rates, and then this is what happens with creators. When you sit down with sponsors, and these are hard-earned dollars, right? A lot of them are mid-sized companies. You run them on this show, and they say, yeah, but you know what? 
we didn't get our money's worth. And this person is the number one show because they go out and they say that they have these numbers and they set the, what happens. They drop those rates across the board, which hurts everybody, or they pull out altogether. Now you can publicly verify that, that information. Now I could tell you guys that I've had conversations with sponsors that say, we're not going to be running in the conservative space because it's just not as effective as we thought it was, or you know what we're going to be pulling out and content creators who say, why am I getting these low advertising? All right, y'all. Thank y'all for just watching and being patient. Um, and again, I know people are like, why are we watching this conservative drama? Who cares about these white people? I care. Because again, I like to sit back and watch stuff play out because in between that, they are spilling tea. This is real tea that affects people like me and other black content creators. So instead of dismissing it as just, you know, white drama, no, I'm here for it. I'm taking notes. OK, because this is the stuff that we're fighting against. We're fighting against these machines and it's it's so not fair. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the world isn't fair. You, nobody cares. Um, you know, that's just the world that we live in. But he, he's not lying about that part. Because it also happens to in the black podcast space, and I'm not going to blast any particular podcast or nothing like that. But let's say a podcast gets really popular, right? And this can also go for Daily Wire. So they're gaining traction. People are, you know, sharing their clips. They're getting a bunch of followers and stuff on YouTube. So then the advertisers get excited, like, oh, this is the next big thing. This is the next big podcast. And so we want to buy ads. And they're giving them, you know, $10,000, $20,000 for one ad shout out because their platform and their numbers look a certain way. But then when they read the ads, then all of a sudden ain't but 10 people go into the thing. Like it, it, the math ain't mathing. And so then what happens is they don't spend all this money with this particular company, you know, i.e. Daily Wire, i.e. this particular podcast. And so now they don't get their money's worth. Nobody has went to go buy said product, okay? So then they'll come to smaller creators like me and others and be like, okay, we want to run ads. And then they want to lowball us. I, I want a $10,000 bag. Oh, well, we can't do that because we spent $10,000 over here and we didn't make our money back. Whose fault is that? Give me a chance the same way you gave them a chance. But that's really what happens. And I just think it'd be more fair if they're going to do these ads Split them out amongst everybody. Why just give this one supposed big whatever uh, company of 50, like even what's his name? Graham Stephan. He even came out and said that established titles paid him $50,000 for an ad read. $50,000. How many of them people actually went and bought the established title thing? Probably maybe 5% of his consumers, his followers, but not many. So then what they'll do, they'll go then to other YouTubers and be like, well, because Grand Stephan fans didn't run out and go buy his stuff, uh, we want you to promote our stuff, but we're only going to give you 2000 Well, damn, that's a big damn jump from fifty grand to two. So I get what Steven Crowder is saying, because a lot of these people are inflating their numbers, they're inflating their view counts, they're inflating their followers. And then when these ad companies, they don't get that return in their investment, then people like me who don't go around buying bots and ads, and I don't have the time for it. It's hard enough to, for me to deal with y'all real people. I ain't got time to be sitting here dealing with a bunch of bots and buying bots and all this stupid shit. 
I figure when YouTube finally allows me to hit a million subscribers, child, they'll let me do it. I mean, yeah, I could buy bots and views and pad my numbers <clears throat> and get to a million subscribers. I could have been at that if I would have did that, but I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather get it the hard way. So if I don't ever get to a million subscribers until three years from now, then so fucking be it. You know what I mean? At least I know my real fans, my real supporters are real people. This is how you have folks who have millions of followers, <clears throat> sweetie, and only sells 2,000 copies. I mean, just think about how much of a scam people are pulling on social media. Not even 0.001% of her followers bought her album. 2,000 people? For somebody who, who has that many followers, that's because a lot of that stuff is smoke and mirrors. And these advertisers don't really understand that. That's why even when I was trying to get sponsorships for my live show, they kept shutting me down because they're like, well, you're not verified. You know, you don't have a million followers on Instagram. You don't have a million followers over here. And I'm like, half these people who have that, those are all fake followers, but okay, go off. So at that point, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pay for it myself. I'm not about to sit here and suck y'all's dick. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't need to be on the corporate teat. I save my money. I stack up. And when I want to do something for my fans and people who've been supporting me, I'm going to put my money into it. And I'm going to look out. You know what I'm saying? But these are the things that we go through where they don't want to sponsor it because they're going out for these fake fraudulent numbers. And then when 500 people show up, they're actually shocked. Like, damn, people really came out. She really has real genuine fans. So now guess what? Now they're looking at it like, well, damn, maybe next time we'll sponsor. Well, they probably won't be a next time because it was a lot of damn work. I've been telling y'all that. But it's very frustrating because you have to fight against these machines. You know what I'm saying? This is why Coyle Ray, the baby, can have a concert and they can't even fill it up anymore. Coyle Ray done did concerts 500 seat concerts and only 50 people showed up. That's happened to a few artists. These are people who have millions and millions of followers. So I say all that to say this, right? This is my issue with Steven Crowder. And there's a lot of nuances to this, right? I, I really don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just here for all this white on white crime, okay? Um, and, you know, white on white tea spilling. I think Steven is very calculated. Let me keep that all the way 100. He knew what he was doing. Okay. My issue is he decided to go independent. I don't, I still to this day, nobody has written in the chat why he left the blaze. But either way, they parted ways. So I am confused as what part of independent means going to go ask Daily Wire or another company to work for them. Or even if Daily Wire reached out to him, he could have just shut it down even before the initial negotiations and been like, no, I'm independent. I don't need it. So to me, I, I learned through this whole drama that he's never really been independent because I thought he owned Louder with Crowder and all that stuff. Come to find out he doesn't even own the mug club. All of that stuff was facilitated through the blades. From the time he's come up, he's always had some type of, net, you know, big corporate backing. He's always been tied to conglomerates. Where a lot of us, ain't no conglomerate tied to me. I just showed up one day on YouTube, was like, I got some shit to say. Let me talk, okay? Nobody pushed me out here. But he's always had this backing 
Somebody said, just like another Nick. Yeah, y'all thought Nick Cannon owed all that stuff. But he's always, you know, had this corporate backing. And I think he's scared that he doesn't have that cushion anymore. And he thought that he could kind of shame and strong arm the Daily Wire into being that cushion for him. See, people like the name Independent. They like to say, I've got this on my own. I got this from the mud. But they don't like the consequences that can come with being independent. When you're independent, there's nobody for me to fall back on. If I don't make content, if I'm not editing, if I'm not putting stuff on, it doesn't get done. There is no editing team. There is nobody else I can put in this seat and just say, hey, you take over. I need a break. But when you work with corporate, you can have, you know, a wide range of guests and, co you know, and sit-ins and all that stuff. So what he tried to do... He wants the independent name because it sounds good. It sounds, you know, brave and it has like a like a strong connotation. I'm independent. I've gotten this myself. I'm doing this myself. But that's not really what Steven Crowder wants. He wants to say he's independent, but he still wants that corporate money because if he didn't, it wouldn't even been entertained. This whole thing would not have been entertained. What it was is that they try to come at him and say, okay, well, let's work together. You know, we can back you, but we can only pay you $50 million. Now, the $50 million was over four years, so that breaks down to $12 million a year. He's saying that that's not a whole lot of money. Now, I'm trying to be fair. Now, somebody gave me $12 million, child. For me, that is a lot of money. Why? Because it's just me. I don't have no whole staff to pay out. So if somebody had me 12 million, bitch, I'm going to be out here doing cartwheels, flashing the camera. Woo! You know what I mean? That's like winning the lottery, bitch. Probably on camera twerking and shit. You know, just doing all types of shit. That's like winning the damn lottery, right? But for somebody like him, they said he has a staff of 30. He has a whole office building that he rents out. My office is in my home, right? So our bills aren't the same. So for me and for a lot of y'all in the chat, tell me I wouldn't be over here moonwalking and backflipping if somebody was like, we're willing to invest $12 million into you, right? So for a lot of us, that's a lot of money. But for him, if you have a staff of 30 people at a full-time editor, you know, um, he films a lot of content, you know, like word on the street type content. So his content is way more, I guess, in depth, right? More high quality than mine. I'm in my office ranting and raving like a lunatic, okay? But he kind of goes out there, you know, he gets invited into certain spaces. So his bills are different from mine. So I can, I can give him grace and say, okay, being that he has a whole staff, he has a whole building, maybe 12 million may not be a whole lot for him, or, you know, God forbid he only walks away with 500 grand once everything is said and done. I, I still think that's a lot of money, but okay. Um, so given into account his staff and everybody that he's taking care of, his building and all that stuff, is that a low ball offer from Daily Wire? I could see that being a low ball offer if what he has to take care of equates that. He hasn't given anybody a bill, a whole breakdown. We haven't seen his tax statements on where all his money goes for his business. But if what he's saying is somewhat truthful, maybe that was a low ball offer for all the things that he has to take care of on the back end, right? So I will take that into consideration. But my issue is he wants this company to just cut him a check for $125 million, 
you know, over the next four years. Um, so that way he can take care of business. But could he do the same for somebody else? Could he cut a check for another up and coming person for several million dollars? Like, that's a lot of money. So, I mean, can he just turn around and give that type of blessing to somebody? No, he can't. So then to think that somebody, you know, owes it to give it to you is silly. You negotiate and if they can't meet you there, you move on. The fact that he went back, he recorded the, you know, he, he doubled back to his friend. He recorded the phone call. He did all of this knowing. One thing I've learned about social media is that people will create beefs. They will turn on each other if they feel like their bottom line is being affected. I think Steven Crowder may be having money issues right now. He doesn't have that corporate teat anymore that he's been able to milk for the past, you know, 10 years. He has nobody backing him. His YouTube channel is not monetized. Let's keep that real. Okay. He does not own his mug club. That really surprised me because I thought his mug club was his own thing. The mug club is kind of like a Patreon. Everybody gets like a Steven Crowder mug and, you know, they all get to rant and rave that they're part of the mug club. Well, the Blaze owned that. So when he left, you can't take nothing that you created here per the contract. So the Blaze owns the email list for the mug club and, and email lists are like gold, especially in conservative spaces. They're like gold. So that's why now when he's talking, he keeps saying, if you need, you know, any type of help with the lawyer, email us. If you want to contact me, email us. I'm starting my own mug club, email us. Because he's trying to rebuild that mug club. He's trying to take the mug club people who were supporting every month when he was on the blaze. He wants to now bring them to his YouTube channel. Because remember that money, I think it was like the mug club is like 10 to $20 a month um, around that price. He got a percentage of that. Blaze got the rest. So now he's trying to recreate it. So that way he gets 100% of his revenue. But my issue is he went out his way to throw another company under the bus. And he's trying to do it in the guise of the white savior complex. I'm here to save the youth. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm here to just tell the truth and, and put these corporations who are in bed with big tech on blast. He wants to be seen as some type of fucking ghetto YouTube superhero. So, sir, you're not. You're not. Be and you know why I say this? I say this because you were friends with Jeremy for more than 10 years. Meaning that you were part of the clique, you were part of the inner circle, and it seemed like you didn't have any issues with them buying views, buying views, shady contracts, until it affected you. Okay? So I had to give him the side eye. My audio's cut, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Somebody said they cut my audio. Can y'all hear me or no? Y'all can hear me? Okay. But somebody said they cut my audio. See, when you're speaking truth, all of a sudden they want to mess around. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I can't, I can't give him props and act like he's being the patron saint of YouTube and he's looking out for small creators like me and you know ABL and other people. No, you're not. What it is is that you're being vindictive. You're upset because you thought your friend Jeremy Boring, whatever his name is, 
He was going to basically, you know what I'm saying, do you one solid and give you the money that you requested. Well, what he needs to also understand is that we are living in a very shaky economy. Everybody is struggling right now. Ad revenue has gone down for everyone. YouTube is finding any little reason to demonetize videos. Why? Because that's less money they have to pay the content creators. So we can keep your full revenue, still run ads. So what I'm saying is so bad, but it's not bad enough for y'all to still run ads and take the money. But it's bad when I say it and then I get the money. People, eggs is $7 in some places. People are struggling right now. So the fact that you have these multimillionaires, because that's what they are. Steven ain't living in no soup kitchen. He definitely got money. Daily Wire, they're ran by billionaires. Ben Shapiro, they're all eating and living well, right? The fact that they're arguing about, you know, 50 million and oh, that's nothing. Hell, $50 is a lot to people nowadays in this economy. And understand that the people who are following you, you know, your fans and stuff like that, those are the ones who really keep you going. The ones who support your Patreon, who support your mug club and things like that. Instead of him spending all this energy to throw Daily Wire under the bus and, you know, to like lift up their skirt and show, you know, all, all, all their dirt that they're doing. He should have put all that energy into trying to get his fan base to go join him on Patreon since his YouTube channel is demonetized or to go join the mug club. I think this looks shady and it's going to make a lot of people not trust him. I wouldn't want to be on the phone with damn Steven Crowder. You record phone conversations. That's shady, especially when you're you're when you're recording somebody. Of course, you're going to be on your best behavior. So you have the upper hand. You know that you're doing the recording. So I don't respect people who record because it's not genuine. You're going in with the pretense of doing something sneaky and possibly illegal. So he, he's no hero for that. And then I get tired of people saying, well, uh, Project Veritas does it. Well, this wasn't Project Veritas. That's comparing apples to oranges. Project Veritas is usually recording people who are doing evil, evil deeds and shit. You were talking to a friend. It's just, it's just not the same thing. You know, um, I just think the whole situation is sad. And then from what I'm hearing, I got to play out this other audio. There's another white guy blasting Steven Crowder. Uh, his name is Owen Benjamin. And he's saying that Steven, he's talking about not gay Jared. And he's saying that Steven Crowder's contracts ain't no better. So it's like the pot con the kettle black. So we're going to go ahead and watch. Because not gay Jared can't talk. They said if not gay Jared talks, he going to get his ass whooped. So I'm just like this. <laughs> they ain't say that, but they, you know, he just can't talk. He's under NDA and everything. But this white man, his name is Owen Benjamin. He said he going to talk, honey. He said he got some shit to say. We're going to listen to what he got to say real quick. And I was called insane and a hater and I'm just jealous and all this. No, not gay. Jared signed an NDA. I don't sign NDAs. I don't take secret oaths. It's one of my things. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a gay gossip analysis intelligence. Like I don't take secret oaths. If I got beans, I spill the beans. I'm a bean spilling machine. And so, um, not gay. Jared despises Steven Crowder. 
Steven Crowder stole from him, stole from Sven Computer. Steven Crowder is a greedy piece of shit. All right. <laughs> he calls himself a Christian for grift money. It's it's like really dark. Okay, so I would tell not gay Jared's story. I was like, this is what actually happened. Steven Crowder went on his show and he lied through his teeth. This is one of the reasons I stopped respecting Steven Crowder is I witnessed him lying to his own audience, which I don't do. I'll never do that. And we'll get to Vox Day in a minute. I got, you know, I'll, I'll reveal a lot about him today. Um, and so, I, oh, you're to doubt I was with, I was with you when you, until you went at Crowder. Oh, really? Steven Crowder went on his show and lied right to his audience, right in front of me. Cause I had Crowder's back through all this. I flew to Dallas. I did his show. I was like trying, cause it seemed like he was spiraling. Like Crowder is like kind of suicidal sometimes. And I was like, try, that's the irony of people saying that I just hate him because I'm jealous. I did everything I could to help him. He's like a pretty tweaked out guy, you know? And, and Steven Crowder went on his show and told his audience that not gay Jared left on good terms because he just had a child and he wanted to spend more time with his child. In reality... In the dead of night, Notke, Jared, his brother, Sven Computer, they all took their computers and left without any notice because Crowder was being so fucking nasty to them and was so, um, uh, you know, unethical with money and all that stuff. So Steven Crowder then contractually insisted that Notke, Jared could not work in comedy ever again that he couldn't use the name Not Gay Jared, that Crowder owned all this stuff. Not only what father would quit his job right when they have a kid. You know, Not Gay Jared took a real leap of faith that he could figure out how to pay for his kid's life, but he didn't want to raise his child in that environment because Crowder is so nasty and despicable of a person. Okay? And so, yeah... Steven Crowder makes his employees sign NDAs. Forget about the, the contract that the Daily Wire is trying to do. Forget that. If you want $50 million, yeah, they're going to own your shit. And if you get kicked off a platform and they can't make their money back, they'll give you less money. That's not even that crazy at all. Okay? He puts people in contracts that are like, they won't ever be able to work in comedy ever again. That was not Gay Jared's contract. He's not allowed to tell his story. So I told his story. Steven Crowder never talked to me again, bashed me behind the scenes, was really like coming at me in ways, um, trying to ruin my name, trying to tell people I was insane, blah, blah, blah. It's the same psychopathic story over and over and over again. The good news is lies never last. They fall apart. They fall apart, Okay. And so I'm not crazy. Everyone knows I'm not crazy. I'm actually outside of the beast that he's now spiraling with. I don't view this as controlled at all what's happening with Crowder. I think that he's now alone for the first time outside of a um, network, and he has no idea how to be a man. You know, he makes a preposterous amount of money. Like I was telling everybody this years ago, $5 million from Walther, like the amount of money, and he was giving me 35 bucks an hour to write his best jokes. I was by far the funniest part of his show. 
because he doesn't value people. I valued him, you know, and I, I didn't do it for money. I would have done it for nothing. I did it because I believed in what he was doing because I thought it was true and good and beautiful. It's not, he's a liar. And, and you can, you don't have to pick sides between the daily wire and Steven Crowder. It's not mommy and daddy. You're not getting a divorce. They're both bad. You know, Ben Shapiro and these people and, and, and just enjoy watching them eat each other because they will, and it's only going to get worse. Like all right, y'all, let me come back on the screen. I told y'all I'm here for all this tea. It is a lot going on. And I, I do, he was saying some stuff that I didn't even know about. I can't even believe I've been on here for an hour. Time is going by fast. If I got to be on here uh, for two, I will, because I want to get through all of this. But yeah, none of these people to me are innocent, even the Daily Wire. Like I see a lot of Steven Crowder fanboys, you know, saying that anybody who says something against him, you're just hating, you're just jealous. But I feel like his money's funny. And like the guy Owen Benjamin just said, he's not used to being on his own. He's always had some type of corporate backing. And I think he's scared because YouTube is a big part of the revenue stream. And if he's completely demonetized, he's been demonetized for a while, he has to rely on ad reads and he has to rely on that mug club. But that mug club is with the blades. So now he has to find a way to get all of his fans from over there at the Blaze and the Mug Club to what Steven Crowder has. But part of being a part of the Mug Club is that you have access to like all of the Blaze content. Because what a lot of the conservative people do now is that they'll come on YouTube, they might make like a 10, 15 minute video. Then you have to go and watch the rest behind the paywall. You know what I'm saying? You have to sign up for dailywire.com, you know, to go watch the remaining part of like their two hour show. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I do the same thing. My paywall is definitely not as big. Um, you know, my Patreon and stuff like that is just $5 because I want to be fair. I could charge more. I mean, all the other influencers like Joe Bud and everybody else, they charge like 20 bucks, $25, but I want to be fair and I want to make it affordable. So yeah, I will post maybe 10 minutes of the podcast then you need to go listen to it on Spotify or on Anchor. I always make sure that there's a link for Anchor, which is completely free. You don't have to pay anything for Anchor. But with a lot of these paywalls, you have to pay. And I think because he doesn't have people to, he doesn't have enough people, let's say, that are supporting his new mug club, he's upset and he's trying to create this beef with other people. And when he was with those corporations, he was making at least $5 million a year. And so when you're making that much money, you get comfortable. So now maybe he's looking at making half of that and it really has him bothered. So he's doing all this sneaky stuff. But like I said, Daily Wire is also not innocent. And, you know, they have the right to put, put out whatever contract they want to put out, right? That is their business. That is their right. If they feel like you're only worth this much, they have the right to put out that much and then it's your job to get with your lawyer and negotiate. But my issue with all of these people acting like they are all super moral and, you know, they're keeping it so real is, and, and that also goes for Candace with the daily wire is that to me, all y'all are two peas in a pod, right? What Steven is doing, he's, he's doing that for his own best interest. He's doing that to try and strong arm them and create drama so people will come and follow him. 
Daily Wire, to me, they're not the beacon of hope either because they pick and choose what topics they want to hit on. And I watched their moves during the whole Kanye situation. And I watched how Giddy, Ben Shapiro, and many others on their platform were all here for it when Candace and Kanye were wearing the White Lives Matter shirts, okay? A lot of Black folks were bothered with that. And it caused a lot of controversy. And Ben was here for it. Everybody on their platform was defending it. It's free speech. White lives do matter. And of course, white lives matter. Everybody's life matters, right? But that wasn't what Black Lives Matter was about. And they were simply doing this for attention. Then when Kanye, you know, just, you know, woke up one day, honey, and had all this beef with the Jews, um, all of a sudden it wasn't funny no more. So two weeks ago when your homegirl Candace and Kanye was walking around talking about white lives matter and antagonizing black folks, oh, it was a big kiki. They were all here for it. But as soon as he started saying real shit on the Drink Champs podcast, which they later on privated, they didn't delete it because they still wanted the revenue with their sneaky asses, but they privated the video. He said, I'm going to tell you what's really anti-Semitic. I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm going to fuck his bitch. I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm going to fuck his bitch. He said that's really anti-Semitic because why does that type of music get pushed through the algorithm? Why is that type of music approved? But if we say anything real, it's an issue. Then it was all this backlash. And Revolt TV, the same ones who are promoting golden showers, and having all types of kids out of wedlock and you know all they do is talk about sex lotta was on there talking some disgusting shit to me y'all have young fans which i love to promote just debauchery fuck shit swallowing golden showers but when it talk when it comes to talking about real stuff all of a sudden we gotta block this we gotta private this this is too real people are offended but when it comes to ex exploiting the the youth and, and talking to killers and people who keep it real, y'all love that. Y'all have no issues talking and promoting black death. Then all of a sudden, I'm watching Ben cry tattoo tears. Kanye's wrong and he's disrespecting my community. I'm not gonna stand for this. You know, he talks fast and shit. He was very upset. And I found that very interesting. So I said, okay, he's upset. That's, you know, he has a right to be upset. He's Jewish, cool, you're upset. So now I'm waiting for his homegirl, Candace, to interview him. Cause I see Kanye going on a hobo tour. It got so bad, he interviewed with WAC 100. I said, what kind of shit is this? He's interviewing with a, with a damn gang banging blood from Pacoma, okay? He even interviewed with WAC 100. And I'm like, where's his homegirl, Candace? Who three weeks ago, not this time, Y'all was wearing White Lives Matter shirts. Why is Candace not giving him an invitation to come on her platform so that we can hear more from Ye? That's your homeboy, right? Oh, Ben Shapiro said he couldn't come and that you need to stick to talking about Britney and Nick Avocado. Oh, okay. So again, none of these people are innocent. They, they, they pick and choose. You know what I mean? They all do little weird shit. They want to act like they're like the beacon of the voice and the conservative movement and we keep it so real until it gets too real. 
When it came to the whole vaccine debate, I watched Ben Shapiro sit up there and promote it. The vaccine is good for you, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. Well, I'm confused because most of the other conservative people are like, no, don't get it, this, this, and that. And my stance has always been, do what works for you. I, I Like I told y'all on Discord, I'm not going to sit here in a place of privilege because it is a privilege to work from home and have your own business. So y'all don't have a boss telling me I need to go do whatever. It's not right for me to sit here on my soapbox and say that if you go and get that, you're a loser, you're a part of the system, you're a sheep. No, how about that person had to go get that to save their job because they had to feed their fucking kids? So I never agreed with the divisiveness that the media was pushing with this. At the end of the day, you have one body. Do your research and do what works for you. But I found it very funny that Ben was constantly pushing that. Meanwhile, other folks were like, no. You know, so to me, they all have their issues. You know, they, they all have their issues. And I think Steven Crowder, what he did was really low. Like, I get it. You don't like the terms. But like I tell you all the time, don't play, don't play mind games with me. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't try and feed me sugar. Don't try and feed me shit and tell me it's sugar. You didn't do this to wake up young conservatives. You didn't do this to help, you know, the little guy on YouTube. You did this to create a beef. This is the most views he's had in a while. Both videos, him playing the recording and the initial video are, you know, they both have over a million views. He's not going to get ad revenue from that. But because of all that traction, he can tell everybody, go join my new mug club. All of this was contrived. So to me, there's no innocent people really in here. I will say, yeah, was that a possible lowball offer from Daily Wire? Possibly, if his overhead is bigger than what they're trying to offer, possibly. But again, it's business. So they have the right to offer what they want to offer, and it's your job, either you want it or you don't. But now the other guy, Owen, is blasting him and saying, what about your contracts? What about how you treat your employees? What about not gay Jared? Okay, poor not gay Jared. I don't even think he's allowed to tweet, child. They said he got on Twitter one day and just, you know, put an emoji with the zip mouth. They said he can't even talk. We know he's not gay. He's married and has a child now. <laughs> but what I always find funny about the contract thing, because I remember Kanye tried to do that. And I had said this a while back when he was trying to blast, you know, Jay-Z and, you know, I had to come out my contract. I had to pay for myself. And, you know, these are slave contracts. And everybody was like, yeah, Kanye, tell the truth. And I said, no, 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 it's not, yay, Kanye, tell the truth. You want to talk about Jay-Z and the bullshit contract he had you in. Let me see the contract that you gave to Tiana Taylor. Let's talk about the contract that you gave to Pusher T. What about all the people on good music who were just let down? What about designer? So you see how they all like to talk about contracts and negotiations when it come, when when they're going through issues. Now they're the little guy and they're being taken advantage of. But everybody seems for, to forget that he has his own record label. Was he giving fair contracts to Tiana, Pusher T, Designer and others? 
But now you want to talk about Jay-Z and his unfair contracts? And that's the same way I feel about Crowder. You want to talk about the Daily Wire and their unfair contracts? What about Gay Jared's contract? What about Benjamin Owens and other people who have come out and said that you don't pay fair? For somebody who's making millions and millions of dollars a year, you're not paying your employees fairly a, a living wage. So, yeah, it's a lot to dissect, y'all. Like I said, I wanted to hit it from all different angles. Um, you know, it, it's sad. But I, I just watched all this play out, and I just find it very interesting. It's caused a big divide. And one thing I will tell the conservative folks is that y'all shouldn't let this divide y'all because that's what it is. You know, divide and conquer. You team Crowder. You with the Daily Wire. It's just another divide. We see it all the time, you know, on the opposite side. You know, they're all conflicted. But usually the left is pretty tight. But... Now we're seeing cracks in the foundation. But to me, you can't blast them when it's it's self-serving. Everything that Steven Crowder to me has done over the past week and a half has been very self-serving. You know, was Daily Wire possibly taking advantage? Absolutely. They're business-minded people. They're about their bottom line. But the phone call, just how everything was played out, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, just it's it's a game. We've seen all this before on social media, but now we're seeing it in the in the area of people who are supposed to be seen as professionals, and you know, they're they're the better stock. They're they're more intellectual. They wouldn't be so low vibrational. They wouldn't get so gutter. Now, all y'all are hood boogers, point blank. Period. <laughs> so that's my take on that. I've been on here for an hour. I do have to play ad. Because unlike these folks, I don't get paid $5 million and, you know, my stream gets demonetized. So I do have to play this ad really quick. So give me just a second to pull this up here. All right. So today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So as you guys know, there's a lot going on in this world and a lot of people are stressing over a lot of different things, everything from a living wage to relationships to just where their life is going to be in the future. But did you know that a licensed therapist can help you become a better problem solver? Making it easy to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. Talking out your issues, problems, or things that stress you out can help you become less stressed, have less anxiety, and be more confident in achieving your goals. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's affordable, and everything is entirely online, so you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. All you have to do is go onto their website and you will get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. So never feel obligated to stick with a therapist that you're just not vibing with. So if you wanna be a better problem solver and get things off your chest and stress a lot less, Make sure you guys go on to betterhelp.com forward slash sip slow. Make sure you use that code to save 10% off of your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash sip slow. Make sure you guys check them out. All right, let me come back on the screen here. All right, I'm back. Thank you guys for your patience here. Um, let me see. So I want to go on here and talk. Let me read some super chats. I've had a lot come in. Um, sorry about that. I'm not trying to ignore you. I just wanted, I knew it was a lot to unpack with the whole beef with Steven Crowder. 
Um, so let me go ahead and read some of these super chats before we go on to the next chapter. Like I said, I'm up tonight. I worked out, so I got all this extra energy, child. So we go. If you're not doing nothing, I'm gonna stay. Um, Bubbles activated. Sim 499 says, "Okay, let's see if this goes through." T. My birthday is tomorrow. I was hoping you went live. I'll listen to the playback when I get cute tomorrow. Well, happy early. Well, it's not midnight yet. So happy early birthday. And thank you so much for the super chat. Enjoy your day. Have a good time. Um, Is it still uh, Capricorn season or did we switch? What is it now? I think it's a different season. I don't think it's Capricorn anymore, but enjoy your birthday. Thank you for coming through. Um, Let's see here. Deidre sent 10 says, love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Oh, Aquarius. Oh, okay. All right, Aquarius. It's y'all's month. Y'all have fun. Oh, they're the ones with that purple symbol. That confused me last time. Okay. All right. Aquarius. Uh, Kate the Great sent five says, hello. We have a lot of ice here in Ohio. Hope you are well. Thank you so much. Man, the weather has been crazy. Callie's going through it, especially over there. Y'all was dealing with flooding of biblical proportions like a week and a half ago. Um, then this morning, y'all woke up. There's a big old earthquake in Malibu. And then the Asian people out there keep shooting people. So I don't know what's going on in Cali, child. But prayer said, body, it's very scary. It's a lot of mess going on. Like just two shootings back to back during the Chinese lunar, lunar New Year, just, it's insane. And you don't see that a lot in the Asian community, so it's really sad. Um, let's see here. Daishin, hey Daishin, says, hey T, just showing a little support. My 25th birthday was yesterday, but I will take my birthday stream. Love you much, love you too, and happy birthday. The big two five, that's awesome. I hope you enjoyed your day yesterday. Thanks for coming through, love. Um, let's see here. JNJ Rob says, just when you go live, I'm at work. I'm gonna watch the playback. Thank you so much for the 1999. I appreciate you. Um, Stephanie Hill says, T, you're amazing. Love you. Love you too, sis. Thank you for coming through. Um, JTV Senpai says, can you believe it's been three years tomorrow since we lost Kobe Bryant? Damn. Yeah. I can't believe it. it doesn't even seem like it's three years because we lost him and then COVID hit. It doesn't even seem like it's been three years since 2020. Like it's insane. All this stuff that's gone on. Wow. Thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. Um, Alexan Foe says, oh, my God, did you hear about the three schools that sold fake nursing degrees to 7,600 people who now work in the medical field? And 30% of them went on to be board certified. No, I did not hear about that. It was three schools selling fake nursing degrees. Damn, the corruption is insane. The, the, I'm going to have to look into that more. That's crazy. And my thing is, why would you like, that's not even. You're playing with people's lives. Like, even as a person, I wouldn't even feel good having a fake nursing degree. Like, who's applying for this shit? Like, you're dealing with real... That's like that. Remember that little boy? Well, he a grown man now. The one that was a fake doctor? He's always arrested for some type of scam. Matter of fact, he was arrested like two months ago for another scam. Remember he was down in Florida uh, walking through the hospital in a white doctor coat? 
during like room calls, taking notes, prescribing medication. Like, what is this? <laughs> Are people meant? Yeah, Doctor Love. That was his name. Are people mentally ill? Like, why would you pretend to be a doctor? When you know, or, or a nurse, when you know somebody's life is in your hands, that is insane. It's one thing to get a fake diploma, like, you know, high school GD, because I know they saw that fake ass shit. You can't do nothing with a GD diploma, but, you know, working fast food, possibly, maybe customer service. You ain't really hurt nobody. But damn, a fake nursing degree, you should be ashamed. Especially when you got real doctors and real nurses spending money going into debt because they really believe in what they're doing. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that story. That's crazy. Yeah, he's still scamming. He was arrested like two months ago, child. I forgot what he scammed this time. Um, Let me see here. Ryan Danielson, 999, says, love you, T. You're my absolute fave. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Sugarcane Send 5 says, androids talk fast, but they are made from the same company. You must be talking about Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> he talks so quick, it's funny. Um, Wavy Tay sent $99.99. Thank you so much, Wavy. I appreciate you. He says, Hey Auntie, this is your favorite American soldier reporting for duty. And Candace has been hood for years. She just kept it under wraps to get that conservative bag. Also, you know, also you are a big fan. Oh, okay. I know you are a big fan of Palky Sharma. She is now at first post and her show premieres tomorrow. Wow. Thank you so much. I've missed Palky so much. I love her. I've tried to get into the new Indian girl that they got in her place. She's okay. She's kind of grown on me, but she's not Palky because Palky is going to tell the truth and she's going to throw shade and she's just funny. And she drags every nation. She don't care. She's going to go in on America. She's going to go in on Russia, on the Ukraine. She hates Justin Trudeau, honey. She goes in on Canada. So I'm excited. I'm definitely going to tune in. So thank you for that, T. As far as Candace, I knew that she had to have some hood in her. And it's funny because she tries to act like she doesn't. But her cursing and calling that man all types of bitches and, you know, that was crazy. You know, you can you can make your point without dropping all types of F-bombs if that's not in your character. If you don't curse, you just don't curse, and that's fine. And she tries to act like she doesn't do that, but it's very apparent that she does, okay? That Bridgeport, Connecticut came out. <laughs> yeah, I've never personally heard her curse because she always tries to act like really prissy. So I was shocked. I said, not her, just out here cursing, hoodie. Um, let's see here. HFG. Says, hey, T, I love when I catch your lives. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, M-X-C-H. Oh, much love, XO. Oh, that's different how you spell that. Okay. Says, love you, T. Sending love from Nevada. I can't wait for next month's deep dive. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you for supporting my deep dives. Um, let's see here. Uh, HFG says, it's good to know that you're going outside of your own bubble. I appreciate your diverse coverage. Definitely. And thank you for watching. You know, like I said, I don't want to talk about like just all the typical stuff that people talk about on social media. You know, I hit on certain things, but whenever I can switch it up and talk about other stuff, I love to do that. So I thought this was just, you know, really important because a lot of people are missing the drama that's going on, especially in this conservative space. And I've watched a lot of people's 
opinions on this, like as far as um, uh, what's her name? Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter. She had a really good take on it was a few other people that had like really decent takes on it. But I just felt like what a lot of the conservatives, they were either on one side or the other. And it was like, and for me, I just look at stuff as very nuanced, you know, like I can see where Steven Crowder is dead wrong. And I can see where Daily Wire has done a lot of shady stuff as well. So thank you for that. Um, Antonio says, hey, T, love you and your channel. Steven allegedly behind the scenes is nasty, rude, and a shady person. And that's why he had to leave the blaze. Ooh. So is that why he had to leave the blaze? So he, so you're saying that he didn't leave on his own accord, that they finally just got rid of him? I could see that. Because it's been so hush-hush. Like, even he's not explaining why he left. Like, if you like all this backing, why didn't you just stay at the blaze? So maybe he couldn't stay at the blaze because they couldn't deal with his attitude anymore. And you know Glenn Beck, he don't play that shit. Get, Glenn Beck will get rid of you quick. Remember Tommy Lauren? Oh, she thought she was that girl, honey, blonde hair, blue eyes, cute little white girl. She thought she was running the blaze. Then she got the same. It was something about, they got into it about abortions. And she tried to buck up to Glenn about, you know, my body, my choice. Shit. I think a week later, they gave her her walking papers. <laughs> Glenn don't play that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he finally got into it with Glenn about something. Because Glenn will cut them quick. Glenn been running the blaze for years. He runs a tight ship. So that's on Steven. But thank you for that, T. I appreciate it. Y'all keep saying that Ben Shapiro's gay, but he has a wife, though. I mean, unless he, you know, but he do got, he got a wife, he got children. So, yeah, y'all are right, and he's gay. I don't think he's gay. He has a wife and children. Next. Um, Shelly. <laughs> Y'all are messy in the damn chat. I'm not fooling with y'all, child. Not, not y'all writing beard. I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> We're going to have to start calling him um, not gay Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Instead of not gay Jared. Not gay Ben Shapiro. I'm just telling y'all the tea. He does. He does. He has a wife and he has a kid. I'm just saying, child. He do. Shelly says, if he recorded his friend and threw him under the bus, imagine how he treats his enemies. Mm, that's a really good point, Shelly. That's a really good point. Because a lot of people have said that they, I, who was that who told him to lose their number? I forgot. Who was that? Somebody went off and was like, you, you, you just lose my number. Don't you ever call me again, uh, Stephen Crowder, because you're recording people. I forgot who it was. But they told Stephen to lose their number and everything, child. Mm, it's been a lot. Um, Isabella says, T, did you hear about the U.S. recruitment military crisis? Oh, not the recruitment being down. So you mean tell me all the, you know, the, the woke stuff that they were putting out there you know they wanted everybody to join you know you mean some other woke folks ain't running to the military oh okay i'm not surprised maybe they should gear their ads towards men because i'm not joining you know no shade but you know i, I can't even lift 10 pounds so 
I'm, I'm no use, right? So, um, yeah, I'm not shocked. I think their ads turned a lot of people off and, you know, on top of just all the nonsense. People are not really joining and then all the moves that are being made. And think about it. They were treated really badly during the whole C-19 debacle. They got rid of people who are good soldiers who had put time in the military and because they didn't want to get vaccinated, they got axed out the military, you know? So I don't blame them. I think that's sad. And then let's not forget, they keep on, you know, cutting checks to their baby mama, Ukraine, you know, they get a check every other month. People are tired of it. You know, people are, are learning their value. I think not just in like the corporate world, but, you know, military too. People are understanding their value and they're like, no, I'm not going to put myself in certain situations if that respect is not there. So, but shout out to the people who are in the military though, like Wavy Tay and others, because they keep us safe and we do, you know, the ones who are willing to do it. I have a lot of respect for them because it's not easy. It's a lot of work, you know. Um, I didn't even realize I had that many girls in the discord who were in the military. Like they've taught me so much because I don't know anything. I don't have military members. You know, I didn't know anything really. But I've learned a lot just from like the ladies like, you know, Janissa and a bunch of other people who fought like in the Navy. And like they're they've told us about like their PTSD and having to like jump out of planes and stuff. So, yeah, it gets it gets real, you know. But at least I, I know my weaknesses. Like I just, I would serve no purpose. I don't even know what I could do, child. I can't even march properly. <laughs> like, get your ass I'm not passing no physical, none of that. So I thank y'all. I really do from the bottom of my heart because y'all really put in work. So I, I can, um, Diabolic says she's an Air Force veteran. That's what's up. Thank you for your service. So yeah, I think they should be paid more. Um, they should be listened to, but I just, I hated the way they were treated during the, and, and nurses as well, how this whole divide between the vaccinated, and unvaccinated, and then you fast forward a year and a half and now it's, oh, uh, looks like a lot of people who are vaccinated are suddenly dying. You know, everybody's having heart attacks and all types of weird stuff, you know, and now they're like, well, we're not going to force it anymore. They should have never forced it. It should have just been a choice. So yeah, man. Shout out to all the show, uh, the the show, the soldiers in here. Shout out to y'all. Somebody said my father's a Vietnam Army veteran. Somebody says I'm a McDonald's Army veteran. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> McDonald's ain't got no damn army. Y'all are a mess. <laughs> y'all are a mess. Um, let's see here. It's Zaza says, correction, my good sis, it's our, it's not our season, it's the age of Aquarius. Mm, okay. Thank you for the super chat, love. Uh, Shauna says, look up Ben Shapiro WAP. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I had played it during the time of WAP. That was funny. He had the nerd to try and um, recite the lyrics. It was like, Ben, sit down. <laughs> uh, LaShawn says, T, you're always speaking the truth. By the way, you're mod. One of your mods is promoting a YouTube channel in the chat called Lovely T 2013. Is that your page? Is that an error? That's my Lovely T TV page. I don't know why they're putting 2013, but the Lovely T TV page was my old 2013 page. So yeah, that's that's the true crime tea time page now. So yeah, that's correct. Um, so let me go ahead. I want to get on this Beyonce story. 
It looks like the LGBT are mad at Beyonce. And I don't think it's all of them, child. We already know which ones are mad. We know it ain't all of them. But it's been viral all over social media. They're questioning her. Let me go ahead and pull this up. So this lady named Carolyn, let me come back on the screen here. So Carolyn wrote this article and says, are fans really shocked that Queen B was bought? Yes, Queen B is an LGBTQ plus icon with a beloved gay uncle, but a homophobic Middle East dictatorship gave her 24 million reasons to forget all about that. So they're saying here, Beyonce's halo has slipped. The singer who has amassed $500 million fortune, thanks to a once in a generation talent and peerless brand of savvy has shot her own goal by choosing a Dubai hotel for her live comeback. They go on to say in the land where homosexuality is illegal and punishment can mean the death penalty, the gig to mark the opening of Atlantis Royal, the crown jewel of the United Arab Emirates tourism industry is a jarring choice. Beyonce is a celebrated icon of the gay community who away from the desert has been lauded as an ally of LGBTQ rights. In 2019, Beyonce and Jay-Z accepted the Vanguard Award at the 30th annual GLAAD um, celebration on behalf of the community. Jay-Z paid tribute to his own mother, Gloria Carter, who's openly gay. In a 2011 interview, Beyonce once trilled the LGBTQ publication paid source. The amount of confidence and fearlessness it takes to do what society may think is different, to be brave and different, and to be yourself is just so beautiful. Child. So this is her here. I guess, you know, her halo has slipped to this person. Um, this is just some of the pictures from the performance. They said decked out in the canary yellow feathers, $7.5 million worth of bling and flanked by pyrotechnics. This spectacular still couldn't deflect, couldn't detract from the whiff of hypocrisy that has sparked widespread condemnation and accusations that the Texas native, that the Texas native left her consciousness at home. This person is so angry. Child. I guess this is Beyonce's gay uncle with Tina Knowles. Um, okay. And this is Jay-Z's gay mom with Jay-Z. I like, okay. Like I child. And then that's the award that they got. Let me come back on the screen, child. First of all, who made Beyonce a gay icon? Did gay people just make her a gay icon? Did she make herself? I think it's kind of a reach. You know, I think, first of all, Beyonce ain't turning down no money. I, I don't know where the hell these people have been at. Beyonce ain't turning down no bag. Ain't she the same one that performed for Muammar Gaddafi before they killed him? Wasn't her, Usher, Mariah, they was all out there in Libya performing and two-stepping? Beyonce ain't turning out no damn bag, you know? Um, I mean, I get what they're saying. You have certain countries where there's no rights for LGBT people, okay? And that's unfortunate, but that is part of the culture. That is 
how the country is ran and certain people are not going to bow to Western standards. They have been living that way and having those ideologies since the Bible days. You know what I'm saying? What's also interesting is that thousands of people every year go to vacation in Dubai, including gay people. I know plenty of people who, have, you know, who are gay who've gone out to Dubai, kicked it, posted pictures on the gram. So does this only apply to Beyonce? Because y'all stay bragging about Dubai. Y'all get, you know, in, in rap songs and music. You know, Dubai is like this huge epicenter. So why y'all not protesting people who are promoting Dubai altogether? I think at the end of the day, she can agree to perform because, again, she has fans in Dubai as well, gay and straight. And she was getting paid a hefty bag. This person who's writing this article, what's their name again, child? Let me go back. Carolyn Bullock, AKA Eat the Cake anime. Um, Carolyn, if somebody was willing to pay your ass $24 million, you take it. Like, let, let's, I, I just, I, I can't stand when people try to act like they have like just so much more, you know, uh, morality and, and higher, you know, moral high ground. You would take it too, ma'am. Okay, you'd be, you'd take the 24 million, go out there and two-step and bust a jig. You know, at the end of the day, the economy is bad. People out here trying to get a bag any way they can. I'd rather see Beyonce out there performing in $7.5 million worth of bling than her having her asshole viral on OnlyFans, okay? I'm just saying. So I'm not going to knock her. Nobody should be surprised. Beyonce has performed for dictators. Why are y'all surprised that she's in Dubai two-stepping? I'm not shocked. You know, gay ally or not, Beyonce's about her money. And, you know, my thing is, I get like the whole Renaissance album was like an ode to like, you know, LGBT culture and, and icons and stuff like that. But... Again, y'all are talking all this noise on Twitter. You know, y'all are going off. But let Beyonce tomorrow get on Beyonce's internet and announce that she's about to have a tour. They're about to do an On The Run 3. Y'all same gay folks who are complaining going to be the first ones to line up and buy front row tickets. So stop. Stop. Okay? It's a bunch of noise, and I'm not buying it. It's people who want attention who just want to be mad at something. At the end of the day, she's going to do what she wants to do. I don't think it makes her a hypocrite. I think she's just securing that bag for generational wealth purposes. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, she's worth $500 million. What does that mean? Just because she's worth that on paper doesn't mean that that's what's in her bank. Y'all don't know what all she donates, what all she writes off, what all she does for different communities. You know, they tend to be private. Beyonce is one of those celebrity she doesn't tell out her business she's not going to come out and be like i just donated 50 million dollars she might do that every now and then but that's not really her thing she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes so even if she's worth that you don't know what her money is going to her money could be going right now you don't know she might take that 24 million not all of it because i wouldn't take all of it but she might take 10 10 million dollars of that 24 million and and use that for lgbt causes 
rec centers and things like that for LGBT youth. But y'all over here crying, counting her pockets, and you might be low-key shooting yourself in the foot. Because now she might be like, well, fuck it. I'm not donating shit. I'm not speaking out again. Y'all are on, you know what I mean? Like, you have to pick your battles. I just don't think this was a good battle. This sounds like some white Karen LGBT shit to me, but I'm just saying. Them was the main people I saw complaining. Most of the black folks from the LGBT community were here for it. They were loving seeing Blue Ivy. They didn't care. It was mainly the Karens of the LGBT that I saw crying tattoo tears. But I wonder if they had the same energy for when white celebrities run out there and bathe on the beach. There's a whole, matter of fact, matter of fact, now that I think about it, is Andy Cohen, who is a part of the gay white community, does he not have a show called The Real Housewives of Dubai? Why y'all not boycotting that white man for promoting The Real Housewives of Dubai since they're against gay people and this and that? Y'all are real quiet about that. I just thought about that. And he's gay. He's part of the community. Why aren't you writing op-eds about Andy and the Real Housewives of Dubai? Because he don't have no problem exploiting it and going out there with Bravo cameras to film. So it's fake outrage. I don't want to hear it. It's fake outrage. Yeah, I just thought about that shit. Not only is he LGBT, he got a whole show out there in Dubai. And y'all not crying about that shit. Leave Beyonce alone. What we're not going to do is come for Queen B on Beyonce's internet. It's selective. It, it really is. No, they're not boycotting the Real Housewives of Dubai because even when I remember, I did my whole deep dive. If you have not watched my Dubai deep dive, please watch it, child. When I did my deep dive, I talked about how the people who were boycotting it, they weren't boycotting it for anything with LGBT. They were boycotting it because Dubai is notorious for slave labor. Okay? People think slavery has ended, not in Dubai. They just call it under a different name. They have a bunch of poor people flying in from other countries, Asia, Africa. They take their passports. That's how Dubai was able to build itself up so fast in less than 20 years, using slave labor, barely paying these people. I think that's just as bad. But when people were trying to call out Andy about that, like, why would you have a Real Housewives of Dubai knowing that they really dabble in slave labor and they mistreat the regular people outside of the tourists, you know what I'm saying, outside of the touristy areas. Andy was like, I don't give a fuck. We still about, we still about to do Real Housewives of Dubai. So I, I don't understand all this drama not with Beyonce. It, it doesn't make any sense. It just sounds hypocritical. It sounds like somebody who's looking for clicks and views. So good luck on those clicks and views, ma'am. Um, but yeah, I just... I feel like I, I don't see anything wrong with it because, again, a lot of y'all be traveling out there and, you know, kicking it out there on the sandy beaches of Dubai, taking pictures and everything else. So don't don't come from Beyonce when everybody else is doing it. And Andy Cohen, who's clearly gay, gets a, a, a huge bag off of the Real Housewives of Dubai. And honestly, that is one Real Housewives I can say, you know, maybe it's just me silently protesting it. I have not watched it. Y'all know I'm a, I, I do like the Real Housewives. I watch Salt Lake. Jersey's one of my favorites. Atlanta. And now y'all finally got me into watching Potomac. I love Potomac. Um, but I have not watched Real Housewives of Dubai. 
I can't get into it, especially being that it's all about opulence and to know all of those poor people that are there going through it. So I haven't watched it, but to each its own. You know what I mean? You watch what you want to watch, but I have not gotten into the Real Housewives of Dubai, to be honest with y'all, because people have asked me if I watch it, but I don't. But I watched the other ones. I even one night I fell asleep and I woke up and there was a bunch of shouting, like just white women screaming. I'm like, what is this? Real Housewives of Dallas. And so I, I stayed up and I watched a few episodes. They're pretty good. They're pretty entertaining. Some of me trying to act like real Southern and Saditi. They're pretty entertaining though. So I don't know if y'all watch Real Housewives of Dallas, but I, I kind of, I don't know none of their names because I was just up one night and it was playing and it was pretty good. I refuse to watch Real Housewives of Miami. They've tried to bring that back several times. That one has just never stuck to me. I'm here for Jersey, Atlanta, Potomac, and Salt Lake. I really like Salt Lake. Oh, so that was, y'all said Dallas got canceled? Oh, well, hell, it must have been an old episode. It started playing. I fell asleep watching Peacock. I was watching, like, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, and I think it just went on to Dallas. So Dallas ain't even available no more? Okay, so I'm Peacock. Yeah, they was going in. They was arguing and everything. Okay, so now, before I go, I want to hit on a few more things here. Um, let's talk about Erica Badu, honey, and all this cake. You know, Erica Badu got ass, 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 ass. She's been having all that ass since then. Remember that that when she was walking and she took off her, her panties? Sounds <laughs> so bad. She just took them off in front of everybody and the white children at the dam. This was like in the middle of like downtown Dallas. And the white lady was on the news crying because her child saw Erica Badu get naked. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. She just took off her pants, took off. She was just walking down the street naked. It was the same strip that JFK got killed. So a lot of people were really pissed. Was window seat? Thank you. That was the sign. Window seat. She just took it all off. So that's when we first got to see them cakes. I said, "Damn, I see why she got three baby daddies." <laughs> so now Miss Badu, Badu, is out here showing her the cakes, but she's showing her cakes with her eighteen-year-old daughter Puma, and so it's causing a lot of controversy. They're getting a lot of backlash for this picture. <laughs> Let me show y'all. So this was the picture that was posted um, of them wearing, you know, I guess workout pants or something, child. Uh, she's 18 years old. So this is what Puma posted. She just posted a smiley face. And it's a picture of her and her mama showing their, you know, their cheeks. They're shaped alike. <laughs> There goes some more pictures of Puma. And this is another angle of those big old cheeks. So a lot of people were really mad about this. Um, they were upset. They felt like this is grooming. Um, Erica Badu is trying to sell her daughter out to like the, the highest bidder, uh, letting the world know that she's ready or she's for sale. It was like all this talk. Now, the daddy done came out because her dad is DOC. So this is, I guess, that child, this clickbait ass shit. This is what DOC had to say about the situation. He didn't say a lot. Okay. Let me click on this. Okay. They're like, DOC speaks out. So under the picture, DOC, like 
Hip Hop DX is like, Erica Badu, DOC and daughter Puma respond to the backlash. He says, well, with a bunch of dots, she says at DLC the best. Okay. Let me go ahead and pull up what Puma had to say, because that wasn't much of a response. These folks in their clickbait, honey. Puma basically was going off and she was like, um, what's what's the issue? Okay, here's what Puma had to say. So Ms. Puma says, I posted a pic not my mom of me and my mom me and my mama badu um in some cute form-fitting pants i'm an adult what's the real issue let's discuss puma curry so that is what she had to say now i think a few things can be right at once right i think puma she's gorgeous she looks just like her mother that's her mother's twin um and they both have ass. I mean, that's apparent. She's shaped like her mom. Now, I noticed different comments like in the shade room where you had a lot of grown men like, oh, my God, she's shaped like Erica. Oh, shit, her body's on point. And then you had like a lot of like bitter older women getting mad like, she's only 18. She's still a child. Yeah, she's young, but she's putting it out there. So what what reaction did you expect to get from the internet? So you think people are going to look at the picture with their eyes closed because she's 18? Or are they going to lust after her like any other 18-year-old? Like, I, I just don't understand, like, the weird outrage on the internet where y'all feel like as soon as somebody's 18, um, all of a sudden, I mean, they're still young. Don't get me wrong. An 18-year-old is still young. But they're also legal. And if you're posting pictures with your ass out, and you're leaning to the back like this, and we're seeing your ass, well, that's what we're looking at. It's not like they're staring in the camera, we're looking at their hazel eyes. They're posed a certain way, they want us to look at their ass. So if we're looking at your ass, we're gonna comment about your ass. And so most of the comments were, oh, she got a fat ass. Oh, she's 18. Oh, she's legal. Damn, okay, oh, she's shaped like her mom. Like what comments did people expect to see? Did y'all expect to see like deep comments like, oh, no, like, no, I expect to see a bunch of people sexualizing her. And obviously that's what she was looking for as well. Otherwise they wouldn't even posted the picture. Now, people saying that, oh, they felt like it was just too much. This was tacky. Now me personally, again, it's hard for me to speak because I'm a boy's mom, right? So a lot of times when boys moms have opinions on like mother daughter stuff, we get shut down. We get told to shut up. You don't have a daughter. Go dribble or basketball with your sons. Right. So I don't really try to speak from a mother daughter perspective. I don't know. Is this what mothers and daughters do? I don't know. I don't post pictures like this, let alone with my sons. But again, if you have a daughter, maybe that's how people pose with their 18 year old daughters. I don't know. When I pose with my son, we're, you know, we're like, we're, you know what I mean? I got boys. So that's how we're posing. But maybe if I had 18 year old daughter, I'd be like this too. I don't know. You know, I'm a boy's mom. So, I, you know, y'all enlighten me. Uh, my, girl moms, is that how y'all pose with y'all's daughters? Oh, somebody said, hell no. They said, no, it's tacky. No, ma'am. Okay. Cause like I said, when you're a boy mom and you say stuff, people get mad. So I leave the question to the girl moms. So, okay, so the girl mom's in the chat and they're saying they don't pose like that with their daughters. Okay, because I didn't know if this was like the new thing, you know what I'm saying? 
Now, let me also keep it real. I feel like, again, when you do certain poses, suggestive poses, you're doing that for attention. Nobody is posting, nobody poses like that in hopes of people closing their eyes and scrolling. No, you want attention. You want the likes, you want the comments, you want to hear that you got a little fatty. Uh, that's just why we do it as women, okay? Even the pants. I had to Google one day because I'm like, why would I wear my leggings? <laughs> I did. I really Googled this. I was so confused. <laughs> don't judge me. I said, why would I wear my leggings? My ass don't look like that. Because I noticed this trend of like the, the inseam is up everybody's ass. I'm like, well, why don't my ass do that? I had to Google this because I was so confused. I'm like, well, when I put my stuff on, it, you know, it hugs, but it don't do all this extra stuff like how Erica Badu and her daughter's ass is looking. Do you know there were tutorials? I guess what the girls are doing now, they pull their pants all the way up and it's called some type of wedging. It's like they, they purposely give themselves wedgies so their butts look bigger. I said, oh, I'm so out of touch. I had to Google that. I said, well, why, do, why does everybody's ass look like this? But when I, because I even went and bought some like these workout pants on Amazon. And all the models got these big old asses and it's like hugging it. And then when I put it on, it just looked like regular leggings. So what well, damn, what's wrong with my ass? <laughs> so I Googled, why doesn't my ass look like that in leggings? <laughs> Don't judge me, I did. Cause I was so confused. And they said it's there, people do it on purpose. I guess when they go to the gym is to get attention. So you pull it all the way up. So the back, that little line, that little, you know, the ones that kind of have like that scrunchie in the ass, it's supposed to go up your ass cheek. <laughs> and there are all these tutorials on TikTok. And I said, damn, the gym done changed. Cause usually I go to the gym, I might wear leggings. I just put on some sweatpants. But I just noticed every time I see like girls in the gym on like TikTok or Twitter, Everybody got on these leggings and, you know, their asses are just, you can see their whole ass. It's just weird. <laughs> I'm too old to be doing that, child. I would just keep my leggings regular. I'm not pulling nothing up my ass crack. I'm not doing all that. But, um, you know, I just found that really funny, though, that her and her mom were posing like that. But again, I think at the end of the day, are they, is it a provocative pose? Well, yeah, it's a, it's an ass shot, right? But are they dressed like whores? And, you know, there were some people who were like, oh, they look like two slots. No, they don't. They're wearing, you know, the typical ass crack leggings that are popular on social media with like a little belly shirt. You know, I think she's dressed appropriate. She's not sitting out there, you know, in bikini bottoms and, you know, a super small top or something. But I definitely feel like it was a it was a thirst trap picture. It was a, you know, mother and daughter, you know, thirst trap picture. But I think they look good. But Again, I also feel like the reason why they got backlash to answer Puma's question, you know, because to me, it wasn't a big deal. I saw it. I said, okay, well, shit. Okay, Puma, you all grown up now with all that ass, sis. Okay, we see you shaped like your mama. That's how I looked at it, and I kept scrolling. And then I saw the backlash that they were getting. I think part of the backlash, Puma, that you and your mom were getting is because of who your mom is, okay? Your mom tends to carry herself as more woke, um, earthy, you know what I mean? So when they see her posing with her young daughter, because you're still young in the public's eyes, even though you know, you're know you grown technically, um, they felt like it was a thirst trap picture. 
Like they're used to seeing Bernice Burgos and her daughter posing like that, right? Because Bernice is seen as like an IG model, you know, her daughter's following her footsteps, but people put your mother on a higher pedestal. So that is why she was getting the backlash she was getting, you know, just to keep it real, is because of who your mother is. A lot of people felt like Erica Badu is better than that. She's classier than that. And why would you, you know, pose with your daughter like that? It seems like you're trying to almost like let people know, like, my daughter's grown and available in the industry. Because we know the industry is dark, right? But let's let's keep it real. If this was Bernice and her daughter, like, at this point, we don't care. We've seen them in every angle, you know, squatting, you know, ass out, titties out. Like, we've seen the mother and daughter package, right? But I think that's just what it was. It's just because she's Erica. So people felt like it should have been, you know, like a classier pose. But do I think like, you know, um, like she's bad or, you know, she's a thought or no, I don't think anything like that. I think Puma carries herself well. I think she's a beautiful girl. Erica has done a great job with her children. You know, they're well behaved. You don't hear about them you know, in all types of scandals. They're not on social media popping off, acting crazy, you know. So I just think that that's just what it was. That's where the backlash came from is because people put Erica Badu on such a high pedestal. So they felt like, okay, this is beneath you. It's kind of how they were looking at it was like, this is kind of beneath Erica. Like she should be encouraging her daughter to pose differently or, you know, do something different. We're tired of black girls being overly sexualized. Those were some of the comments I was seeing as well. So I think that's really what it was. It depends on who the mother and daughter couple is. Okay. Um, somebody says not a pick me hotel. Ooh, y'all are messy. <laughs> y'all are messy. Somebody says, why somebody said granola be thirsty too? I don't know who granola is. Um, somebody says, definitely not classy. No, it's made like that. I don't view Erica like that, LOL. Um, Erica has incense that supposedly smells like her cat. Yeah, I've heard about that. It's sold out too. Um, what's classy about three baby daddies? Nah, that ain't it, boo. Classy women hold themselves to a higher standard and would never, but I get what you're saying though. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you on that. But I just think part of it is people do hold Erica to like a higher standard. So they were kind of shocked by the picture, like, you know, and then you have the whole thing where there's like this segment of women on social media who cry and who just, you know, anytime somebody who's of age gets attention, here comes all the, you know, all oh, these predators. It's like, bro, unless you guys are going to change the laws, the, the legal age is 18. You can get upset as you want to, but that is the legal age. You know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of that as well. And again, she said she's grown. She's the one who posted the picture. Um, and it's, again, I, I feel like she posted it. She knew what she was doing, child. We're not going to play that. She knew what she was doing. They wanted attention. They got the attention. And with that attention comes the good and bad. You'll have some people who are like, oh, that's sexy, mother and daughter duo. And then you'll have other people who are like, no, this is not cool. This is beneath you. So again, when you post certain things on the internet, you got to be ready for both the good and bad. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we'll see if they keep doing it. But yeah, I think I think she's a beautiful girl. Like I said, I've never seen them, any of her kids, in any like trouble, 
you know, on social media, wilding out, acting crazy. Um, but yeah, you have a lot of people too, who once they get to a certain age, it's like they want to shatter that little girl image, whatever they want people to see them as grown. And even this to me is very tame because there was somebody's daughter who's Tabitha, that the vegan lady heard. I was shocked at her daughter's page because I was just like, oh, OK, your daughter grown, grown. You know, I heard her daughter's pictures are very sexual, very like, you know, showing off a lot. And I wouldn't think that because of how Tabitha be out here dressed. <laughs> And them outfits and stuff. So I was shocked when I went to her daughter's Instagram page with how grown her daughter now looks. So, you know, like I said, to each his own, you know what I'm saying? Once you're of age, you're going to do what you want to do, you know? But I've, I've never seen... Yeah, Tabitha Brown, that's her name. Thank you. Her daughter's page. So when I went on Puma's page, I don't see a whole bunch of, like, really overtly sexual pictures. I just think that's probably why they got the backlash because people were kind of shocked. Cause they're not used to seeing that from Puma and Erica. Cause usually like on her page, you know, it's her singing, having fun. It's more about her face. Cause she's such a pretty girl. So I just think that's what caught folks off guard. Somebody said low vibrational leggings. <laughs> yeah. That's her name choice. Yeah. She's a pretty girl, but I was surprised at like how her page look, you know, after seeing who her mom was because I remember seeing her like when they would do videos and I didn't realize because I hadn't watched her in a while like I'm like damn she just grew up on me in these past few years because I think she was a lot younger when they started doing videos so when I went to you know how you just run to go check on people and see what they're up to I said well damn somebody done grew up <laughs> but she's a pretty girl though so you know again I just think it's just her experimenting and trying new stuff. And no, that's her daughter. I don't know. Her stepdaughter's older. I'm talking about her younger one. Somebody said it's not appropriate to be a mom encouraging your daughters to be a thirst trap. You know, unfortunately, though, you have a lot of moms who do that. You know, I think, like she said, she posted that picture of her and her mom. But I definitely feel like it was for attention because let's keep it real. That's why we post stuff on social media. But, um, you know, you do have women who do that. You know, they try and live vicariously through their daughters and all that stuff. I don't get that vibe with Erica and Puma. I don't feel like Erica's trying to live through her or she's trying to overtly sexualize her daughter. I don't get that. I feel like this was a picture and they were just simply looking for attention or she was because Erica didn't post it. But then you have other moms like on TikTok you know, they're dressed just as scantily clad as their daughter and they're doing all the little dances and, you know, all that stuff because they're trying to get some of that limelight as well. So you have that. I've never seen that with Erica. I've never seen that with that, with her. Yes, yeah, definitely a new generation of parents, child. Definitely. But yeah, she, she's getting older. You know, she's getting older. She's trying to just explore herself and, and things like that. And I know she helps Erica a lot too when Erica is doing, um, cause she's a, Erica's a doula. And so when she's doing like the home births for women, her daughter's right there helping. So, you know, she's definitely on a good path. I think sometimes we can be a little bit harder on young black women. And like I said, now she, 
if every other picture going forward is a thirst trap picture, then I'm going to give her the side eye. But I think we do have to still allow young girls to have some grace, to explore their sexuality, to explore their body. You know, their bodies are changing. You know, her body's not like what it was when she was 12. So, you know, you're you're getting a new shape and, you know, you kind of want to show it off and wear cute stuff. That's not, I don't see how so many women forget what it is to like go through puberty and be a young girl. You know, you can't forget that. And I feel like this, you know, enjoy that fucking flat stomach while you have it, okay? And enjoy your size while you have it before you start having kids and stretch marks and all that shit. Enjoy it. But just remember, there's also a way that you carry yourself. And that's the big difference. But, you know, when Kylie was out here running around in bikinis and all that stuff, people were praising it. You know, when she was getting implants and doing all this plastic surgery, it was, oh, you can't judge. And, oh, you know, she can do that. So... I just think that we have to give some of the black girls grace as well to just try and figure out themselves. Because to me, it's not so much about what you're wearing, but it is about how you carry yourself. You can still be sexy. You can dress sexy. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Because I'm not no old school mom. I will throw on a sexy outfit cute, quick, and it'll be cute. But it's about how you carry yourself. That's the difference. So to me, when I look at that picture, I don't see where she's being like overtly sexual or being nasty with it. You know, I just see it as just them like, oh, look at our butts. We got the same matching ass. <laughs> she, look, she's the living embodiment of, she get it from her mama. <laughs> Where'd she get that ass from? She get it from her mama, okay? That's like, she's the living embodiment of that song. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just don't like, you know, how some people are like going too far with the attacks. It's not that serious. Like calm down a bit, you know, but then again, like I said, I wasn't really sure, but y'all would tell me that that's not how most moms with daughters pose. So that's good to know. Cause I, you know, shit, I don't know, child. Let me see here. Um, Alexis says another excellent live stream. We appreciate you always. Definitely Alexa. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you as well. Um, Let's see here. Sarona Shaver says, now look, everybody and their mama likes attention and people seek it um, in all ways, especially women. None of us are nuns. Let young folks enjoy their youth. Exactly. And that's my thing is, I just wish people would be honest. It's okay to say that you're posting a picture for attention. That's why most people post pictures. I mean, I don't want to post a picture on Instagram and nobody likes it or nobody or everybody just scrolls past it my feelings will be hurt so everybody posts this stuff for attention i mean that's just what it is and that's okay i just say when people try and play with your intelligence like oh we just posted this and we don't understand the controversy well ma'am your legs are gapped open i see your camel toe and your nipples are hard yeah people are gonna have comments you know what i'm saying like you knew what you were doing like stop you know like amber rose remember a few years ago when amber rose was sitting on the steps with like nothing on the bottom, but like pubic hair and people drug her. And she was like, so upset. Like, I don't understand the big deal. Well, you're sitting here with no bottoms on with your pubic hair showing. Like, what do you want from us? <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> so that's my thing. Just be honest about it. It's okay. It's okay to, to say that you're seeking attention or you're just posting a thirst trap. You know what I mean? Don't act like you don't know what's going on. When you post a picture, you know what I'm saying, and you pose like this with your ass showing, and we see your ass and only like one-fourth of your face, but all we see is, you know, big old cakes and shit. 
Ma'am, you're looking for attention, and that's okay. Just be honest. <laughs> Just be honest about it, okay? <laughs> People's heads be way over here, ask me way over there, and they don't, oh, I don't, oh, I hate when I'm sexualized. Really, I can't tell, ma'am. <laughs> Just like there was a girl, her and Keemstar got into it onto Twitter. She was some uh, gym girl. I don't know if y'all saw that viral video of the girl at the gym where she felt like this man was harassing her when he's literally waiting for her to finish with the equipment. Um, and she's like, oh my God, this girl is so weird. Everybody was dragging her on social media. L yeah, let's watch this video. Cause child, I'm up. I got energy right now. We're going to watch this video together. Okay, hold on. All right, this is the girl, Jim girl, 70 something million. Five pounds. So she's saying that this man is harassing her at the gym because he's staring at her. He tries to help her with the dumbbells because you she obviously didn't have to put it on the right. No, no, it's okay. I got oh. it. Thank you, though. See what I mean? So right, she's mad that he's. I just want to share my perspective on. Oh, God, I didn't know he was going to pop up. I don't even know who this is. All I see is forehead. Anyways, this is the girl. Let me see if I can find somebody else who's just letting me. I hate this. I hate this. I hate when I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, she feels like all these guys are making her uncomfortable. He's staring at her. Um, He's acting like she's a damsel in distress. Then she claimed that after this, she cried. Put a teacup if y'all saw this video on Twitter. This girl's so weird. See what I mean? All right, here we go. Let's go to the gym with girls. I go with some girlfriends. This is ridiculous. I got to be careful. Okay. So, anyways, long story. Oh, shit. Oh. This is why I hate Twitter. Somebody asked them, popped up on the screen. I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, YouTube. Y'all know my Twitter is filled with porn. This man, oh, that's a girl. Why is she naked in the gym? I don't even know how to. Okay, this lady's butt naked in the gym just dancing. Elon Musk, you need to fix Twitter. You can't even just scroll leisurely without seeing ass, somebody fucking. I got hit with two big dicks this morning, scrolling to Twitter, just looking for topics to talk about. Bam, 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 back to back. Anyways, the girl who's on there complaining about, you know, you know, this man staring at her, this and that. Do you know that they ended up finding out that this chick had an OnlyFans account where she's on her OnlyFans account showing off her body? to men wanting men to give her money. So you you got a lot of folks who do stuff for attention and then try and act like they're not looking for attention when they really are looking for attention. But they was lighting her ass up. They lit her, they drug her all up and down Twitter. So she's probably in hiding right now. But Elon Musk, he needs to fix his Twitter because I'm I don't know what this naked girl is doing. She's literally in the gym and this this is a real gym, probably Planet Fitness with no clothes on doing squats on Beyonce's internet. This too much.
I think we hit on all the topics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one more thing before I go. Hold on. Okay. We got to get on this thug. Do you guys notice that a lot of these um, sports people are trying to be extra hood? So the other day we had Uncle Shannon Sharp. He was out here acting a fool at the game with that $3,000 sweater. With this damn cardigan now. Let me show y'all this. So this was the other day at the Grizzly game. He was trying to fight, um, who was that? T. Morant's dad. It was a bunch of mess. I can't play the audio because you know the NBA copyright. He was not playing. He wanted all that smoke. So this was his response. They didn't want this smoke, Dave. They do all that talking and jockeying. I ain't bought that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, F me. I said, F you back. He started to come at me. I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely don't want these problems. Then the dad came and he obviously didn't want no problems. But I wanted anything they had don't let these fools fool you now so then him and the daddy i guess made up child but he did go on air to apologize for his antics i don't know if I, i'm gonna just play a little snippet as i've preached for the last six and a half years responsibility and accountability and i take full responsibility for what transpired it does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having- All right, I don't want to play it all because I don't want them to like strike me. Um, but he offered an apology. Um, okay. Well, now we got thug ass Matt Barnes out here spitting on people. This shit is disgusting. And they're saying that he might get a felony. This is Matt Barnes. <laughs> Ugh. Just disgusting. Let me read this article. Um, the authorities are investigating a physical altercation inv involving NBA star Matt Barnes. According to TMZ, the incident took place Sunday outside the Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California, ahead of the Dallas Cowboys San Francisco 49ers game. Newly released video obtained by the outlet captured Barnes getting into it with David Patterson Jr., the ex-husband of Barnes's current, current fiance, Anissa Sims. The footage appears to show Barnes spitting on Patterson before they get into a mild scuffle. Bystanders managed to break the men up before they went their separate ways. TMZ confirmed that Barnes filed a temporary restraining order against Patterson just two days later, according to court documents. The police arrived at the scene shortly after and identified Barnes as the suspect. However, the ex-Warriors forward claimed he was the victim and that Patterson had initiated the confrontation. Barnes told authorities that Sims' ex-husband, that Sims' ex hunted me down and aggressively confronted me by shouting threats and profanities. He also accused Patterson of inciting the crowd into a frenzy by yelling out my full name repeatedly. Patterson shoved me. I was forced to push him off. Barnes continued. I did not want the altercation to physically escalate uh, further. 
and out of frustration with him seeking me out, his unrelenting, repeated harassment, I spit in his direction in disgust. Child, Nick. First of all, spitting is disgusting. That is one of the worst things you can do to somebody is to spit on somebody. I, I just think that's really gross. But I don't understand, like, why these guys are constantly getting into, like, confrontations, you know, issues. I just feel like at this point, like, in sports, it's just becoming, like, all this hood shit. That's being brought onto the court, being brought on around sports, and maybe because of their podcast, because they're supposed to be like the bad boys of basketball. But I just feel like it's always like some some drama, and it's very funny that all of a sudden now he's saying that you know the other guy was harassing him and he was spitting in his direction in disgust. But why couldn't you just walk away or let cooler heads prevail or just get yourself out that situation? Ain't that the same thing he was telling Skip Bayless? Like, I don't have to, you know, calm stuff down so people wouldn't attack you and people wouldn't come after you. I don't know. I just feel like at this point, it's just, it's it's making sports look bad because it's always like, it's more drama going on with the newscasters than even like the athletes. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't like it. Somebody says it reminds them of Pumpkin versus New York. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like flavor of love, like it's it comes off like some reality TV mess. You know, it's bad enough we have Krishan out here fighting and and carrying on, but it's like you have professionals who were paid millions of dollars, and I don't think it's a good look. Somebody said that spitting on somebody is considered assault, and he could be looking at um, real charges for that. But again, he's rich and famous, so they're probably going to drop the charges. But if that was a regular person running up and spitting on people and all that mess, um, it probably would be more serious. Yeah, like all this stuff is given WWE. You know, like if he was pushing him and trying to fight him, then, you know, what happened to scuffling and, and going back and forth? I don't I just think spitting is disgusting. Somebody said it is assault in California. Wow. But again, he's a celebrity, so they're probably, he probably won't get charged with anything. They'll probably just, you know. Yeah, speak and carry STDs and uh, C19. Keep that shit in your mouth. Ilk. <laughs> it's too much going on with that. Um, let me read these last few super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Um, Let me see. Uh, Ty Rob sent $20. Thank you so much, Ty. I appreciate you. Um, Minnie sent $70 in Zar money. She says, hey, T, I've been listening to you since I started medical school. I'm now a medical doctor and third year working. I just woke up from work. I will catch the playback. Love and appreciate you. Thank you so much and congratulations on finally being a doctor. That is awesome. I can only imagine how much work that took. So I know that feels good that you're out here helping people. So thank you for your service. Definitely appreciate it. And thank you for supporting my platform. Um, lovely Lexi. She just joined the membership. Welcome, lovely Lexi. <laughs> Reminds me of lovely Joe. <laughs> but welcome, Lexi. Um, let's see here. Brooklyn. Kennedy says, seeking validations from strangers is not okay. Being thirsty is a sign of depression. T, big facts. 
You know what? I agree, but people do it. You know, I don't think anybody needs validation from people that they don't know, but people do it. And everybody seeks validation in some way, shape, or form. You know, I don't care if it's, and maybe for men, it's different, right? Like most guys are not necessarily going to post thirst trap pictures unless they got a body of a damn, you know, athlete, right? So for guys, maybe it's not you posting topless chest pics, you know, to show off your abs. Your validation might come from, let's say you're posting on social media, hey, listen to my new song or listen to this beat I created, or, hey, I just got a new job. I got a, you know, a new promotion. Everybody looks for some type of pat in the back, some type of validation. You know, it doesn't always have to be something sexual, but I do agree that a lot of young girls need to stop going to the gram, seeking, you know, only validation and having their self-worth tied in the validation of how men see them online. Cause that's a recipe for disaster when your whole validation and how you see yourself is tied into Instagram filters and likes, you know, because then the second you don't get that, you're then questioning yourself. Well, what did I do wrong? What was wrong with this picture that this didn't get as many likes as this picture? It can start driving you crazy. So I definitely agree with you on that part. But I think, you know, as human beings, we all look for some sort of validation be it on social media, be it from our family, being you know in the real world, because some of that validation can sometimes let you know that you're on the right track, you know. So we all do it, but it's just about how you go about doing it, and if you're doing it, you know, is it just a one-time thing? Like, hey, I'm posting a picture, I'm on vacation, you know, I'm having a good time, cool. Or am I posting pictures like every hour on the hour in like a bikini? Then at that point, you have self-esteem issues and you need to go sit down. I mean, unless you're like doing OnlyFans or something, there's no reason for you to post a picture of yourself 24-7. Every time, you know, you're changing an outfit, we need to know about it. We don't care. So people like that, I tend to unfollow. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Because then they're obviously just looking for attention. So I just scroll and, you know, unfollow. But yeah, we all, we all look for it in a way. Let's see here. Somebody says, please listen to T's podcast on Spotify and Anchor. Thank you, definitely. Uh, Ronald Harvey, what's up, Ronald? He says, wow, that's the most disgusting and most disrespectful thing you could do to anybody. I'd rather catch a punch in the face than to get spit on. Gross, man. I definitely agree. I don't agree with that. That's what I'm saying. Like, he talks all this rah-rah, you know, fighting i'll fight you know he's they're all they all do that on that podcast so i'm just really surprised that he would like stoop down to spitting on somebody you know especially the guy stepping up to him this is your time to prove yourself fight him but again he didn't want to fight him because he probably didn't want to get sued so he just figured i'm gonna spit on him i would have just walked away if you're not gonna fight him don't spit on him just walk off you know so i i just think that's gross too i definitely agree ronald uh, Lauren says, can you go back on Twitter and find that video again? LOL. The look on your face had me in stitches. Love you. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I was just scrolling down cause I had assumed it was like, um, you know, another video of the girl, but no, it ended up being a whole bunch of ass typical Twitter. <laughs> so on that note, you guys, I know it's getting late. It, oh my God. This is 11 o'clock at night. Oh, it is really late out here. It is late. 
So let me go ahead and log off. But thank you to everybody who came. Please hit that like button. We had over 8,000 people in here tonight. So please hit the like button. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you guys for the support. I hope you guys like the conservative tea. I hope I broke that down, you know, really well for you guys. So I will talk to you guys later. Enjoy your evening and have a good day tomorrow. Bye, everyone.